here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by David McDonald. Uh, Damon, I'm sitting in front of the TV again, recording this in my echoey living room, uh, trying to catch the Southampton Arsenal game. Mally's making gingerbread cookies, so uh, it's all kicking off here. How are things down your end? Yeah, sounds like a festive mood out there. Uh, I'm uh, in a pair of track pants and my robe, and I just woke out of bed, and my wife went to uh, the market to buy some uh, food for the week, so... Uh, different different scales on the excitement level, but for the listeners, Joel, the listeners of this fine podcast, they are in for a treat because guess what today is, Joel? Uh, is it the most wonderful time of the year? Well, yes, of course. It's the award show. Yes, so your votes have been tabulated and counted by the help of Google, as well as Joel, uh, slaving over a hot stove, cooking up some numbers and some data to give to us. And we have our annual award show here today. So I am super pumped up because here's the thing. I don't know who won. I don't know what you voted for. I don't know what you numbnuts voted for. So uh, we're going to make fun of those picks. <laughs> and then we're going to choose our own. We'll, we'll give our picks. Um, so again, exciting times. It's Wrestle Kingdom season in full effect. Uh, we saw some snow at Corkin, my favorite, and, uh, everyone is excited and pumped up for January 4th, right around the corner. And, and here's the thing too, Joel, and correct me if I'm wrong. And again, we don't have to announce anything, but we'll, we'll make it a little bit of a, uh, of a surprise, but, um, we have, we have, uh, we're lining up some peoples to talk to come Wrestle Kingdom season. So uh, we are excited here on the Jcast. I'm going to open us up with a question from uh, Liam on the Discord, who says, uh, what horrible thing are you going to leave at the NJPW Shrine on January the 4th? Uh, Damon, have you been following this thing with, the, I don't know how to pronounce this, the, the Emmas, the Emmas, the, those little things where you write a wish on it and you pang it at the shrine and you hope that your wish is going to come true. Have you seen this? They've been doing one of the New Japan websites. I've done that. I- I did that at a shrine when I went to Tokyo, um, and I did see that on the website, yes. And I saw someone, who knows who, I don't know who did this, Joel. Uh, somebody mentioned us uh, on a uh, one of those little blocks, am I correct? Yeah, someone did, definitely. It wasn't me. I'm, uh, I'm sweating. Uh. Well, well, whoever that mysterious person was, thank you. Uh, because that would be a wonderful wish. Uh, but yes, I am familiar with that, Joel. All right, I'm going to read you some of the ones that have been uh, plucked off the website. So, okay, ready? You, <laughs> you tell me your thoughts on them. Okay, number one, 
Minoru Suzuki tells me he's proud of me. Oh, I mean, I, not many. I, I don't think many people have had that. You know, he's he's a he's a tough he's a tough grader. He's a tough teacher. Um, that's a good one, actually. Uh, okay, uh, I'll give that one an eight out of ten. Okay, well, actually, I'll run through these quickly. Uh, I hope Tanahashi right. gets to pet a dog. Hiromu wins every belt. Tanahashi also wins every belt, and Ibushi gets a better boyfriend. I wish for Shibata to return and end the pretender Kenneth. I hope Taguchi always wears his rugby helmet. Give Sonata the heavyweight belt, you cowards. I wish my kid will grow healthy and be a NJPW pro wrestler. I hope Evil and Sonata throw the young bucks into the sun. May Jay White yes. be more popular with children. I hope that the single match of Yujiro Takahashi and Tetsuya Naito will be seen at G1 Climax. This is serious. I hope that Kenny Omega will be IWGP champion forever. Please improve the knees of Tanahashi. Implement a detailed search function in the New Japan Pro Wrestling world. Irizuka wait, Takahashi wait, 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 time, time, no, 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 wait, I, I need to hear the last one. What is it, the search function? What is it? <laughs> yeah, this one is so long that it doesn't quite fit on the, the little piece of wood. Implement a detailed search function in the New Japan Pro Wrestling world. <laughs> that's your wish. Like, of all the things you could wish for, this, the gods are looking down on you, and that's what we're wishing for. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll wish for, um, you know how you always have to fucking log into that system? Every time, like it never, never saves it. Like you have to little check. It saves it, remembers you every time. Yeah. It never remembers me, Joel. Never. I have to log in every fucking time, and I have to. Ch- I know I have the checkbox marked. Uh, I don't know. I, I it never works for me. It's it is the most frustrating thing in the world. I got to log in because my password's goop like it's long and everything's long. Were well, you about to reveal your password on the podcast? <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, uh, almost, but uh, no, uh, you'll never guess it. Never guess it. Um, watch it get broken into, and I see my my viewing history, and it's all like Isaka matches. <laughs> like, wait a minute, I didn't watch this. Um, all right, go on. I'm sorry. I mean, there, there's more. That one was uh, that was a weird one. Okay. Okay. Try the elites for war crimes. Chase Owens, 28 years old. What? <laughs> Uh, for Sonata to fix his hair and trim that stupid beard. Tenzan, hell yeah! I don't like the beard. All in capital letters. Not not fan of the beard? No, not on him. He's a good-looking guy. He, didn't, he don't need no beard. Yeah, he looks a bit uh, like and, a garden thing, I'm not, or something. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I got to be honest with you. He's a good-looking dude. Uh, he don't, you know, he don't need, and especially, again, there's nothing wrong with a little stubble, little, you know, little, little, uh, but like, it, yeah, it just, it's just not a good look on him. I don't like it at all. I don't like that at all. Okay. A few more. I wish for an event where Minoru Suzuki pile drives every single person in the arena one by one. G1 Climax winner, cheeseburger. I just want everyone to be happy and healthy in 2019, except for Naito. <laughs> Is that it? So I don't, Is that what we got? That, that's it. That's um, all we got so far. I don't know what I'm going to write. Right. Probably Some something of them... like Tai Chi for IWGP Heavyweight Champion or something of that ilk. Oh God, God Almighty! I'm I'm going to vote for I'm going to or not vote for, but I'm going to uh, I'm going to wish uh, all New Japan Pro Wrestling fans a safe, happy, and healthy 2019. Huh? How's Boring. that? How's that for generic? <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, I'll come up with something fun and, and exciting. 
Um, but yeah, they're good. They're, some of those were funny. Some of those were lame. But um, but that's with everything in life, right? Okay. All right, let's move along. So apparently there will be a Golden Lovers HBO documentary released sometime next year. Canadian artist Joseph Shabasson said this week on the Creative Control podcast that he had just finished scoring a documentary for HBO that follows Kenny Omega and the Golden Lovers in Japan. doesn't say when it will be broadcast beyond in the new year, but there are rumours that Kenny is going to publicly come out as bisexual, which could well, Damon, end in a victory lap for the Joel states that wrestlers are in a relationship as if it was a verifiably proven fact when it's more so just his idealised fancy based on hearsay segments. That is my favorite segment, by the way, uh, and, and an excellent sounder, by the way. Uh, so <clears throat> that's a big deal. Let's 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 digest this a little bit. Um, an HBO documentary is nothing to hand wave. That's a that's a serious big deal, and for a company like New Japan to get that kind of exposure is pretty big, um, and for Kenny Omega to get that type of exposure is pretty big. Um, I'm excited for it. I think it, their documentaries aren't fluff. They're, they're, they're not, you know, just, just confetti and, 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 and unicorns. They go a little deep. They hit, they hit hard. I'm very, very excited for this. Um, what was it? HBO did the Mauro Ronaldo one. <clears throat> correct. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm most certain it was HBO, right? Yeah. Um, this, this, this is, this is, People should be making a, a bigger deal out of this because I think this is a, a, a massive deal. Now, again, I'm not going to speculate on the content of what is in that show. Uh, but but for just for speculations purposes, again, uh, if in fact those rumors are accurate, how important and how monumental and how uh, – I don't want to say unbelievable, but like how just like a like tremendous growth in 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 people's minds and 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 great uh that it is this, but it's like you know, you wouldn't I wouldn't have even expected something like this in 2015. Um so I just think that people's kind of perceptions and people's mindsets are 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 finally turning a corner and and and, and realizing what, what this world is it's really a it's really a positive thing like i i like i i, I you know i don't want to hope anything like that like like if that that if that's not not what it is or i don't know um but i really feel like if the, if the rumors are true and that is the case man i can't i can't do anything but stand and applaud and be like this is this is a a a, a real a, a moment of change for pro wrestling uh look again i hate i hate speculating about it because because you know i don't want to put words in people's mouth especially about things like this but man if if those rumors are true it's 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 a great day for pro wrestling I'll, i'll tell you that yeah we've come a long way from the billy and chuck angles of uh yesteryear and i will say this uh yeah good depending on when this comes out and it could fit in quite nicely with a possible MSG main event, Kenny versus Ibushi. Just throw that out there. Get a lot of eyeballs on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That would that would be something. That would be something huge. Um, I, again, HBO. This is HBO is a serious deal. 
Um, they're going to treat it with with respect. This is not going to be a tongue in cheek kind of hokey bullshit expose of pro wrestling. This is going to be a legit, real deal, good thing. Um, and yeah, if it and if it does coincide with MSG, that's 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 really a feather in everyone's cap. Um, I'm a, I I would be happy. I would be proud. I would be uh, thrilled if if all those dots connect. Um, when it comes to this documentary. I couldn't be more excited for it. Okay, uh, also big news. There is going to be an Okada cruise next year, Damon. So uh, are we going to get tickets for that? <laughs> I, imagine, I mean, if there really is, uh, I, I would be more interested in going on that. I think to me that would be a, a, a more pleasurable experience. Uh, I mean, let what, what's your price range? Would you go? Oh, first of all, would would you have interest in going on something like that? Okada has a cruise. Um, you got to you're going to sail out of Japan, and I don't know where you would go, but um, let's just say that you're you're sailing out of Japan. Um, a, would you have interest in going? And B, what it, like what's your price range? What how much would you pay to go on the Okada cruise? If he's got all his chaos buddies with there, like uh, you know, if we're getting. Toriyano and Ishii and Goto, Yoshihashi and all those guys, then yeah, sign me up. I, w- I would pay, I don't know, uh, definitely in the, the hundreds of dollars range. I think that would be a, a priceless experience. Maybe, well, what, what would I cap it at? Maybe $1,000? Okay, okay. Uh, I mean, imagine Yano on a cruise. <laughs> How great would that be? Jesus Christ. Just that alone would be great. Uh, all right. I'm not the biggest cruise guy, though. I kind of feel like a little, little hemmed in on a on a boat. Um, but I, I, like I said, I, it's more interesting to me than than a, than a Jericho cruise. Although I, the reports I heard, I I I will say this: as much as we we uh, busted on the idea of the Jericho cruise and and that, I had I haven't heard one complaint of you know it's and I'm not that I'm looking to be truthful, but. Um, I have I have never heard one complaint about the Jericho cruise. I think everybody had a really good time with it. I mean, any, anybody who went. I don't know if you've heard anything, but I, I haven't heard one peep. So I think I guess it was a success. Yeah, if there are any listeners out there who went on the Jericho cruise, please get in touch with us. I would love to have you on the show and pick your brains about how that was an ex- as an experience. Yeah, they get they get VIP treatment. They'll, I swear to you, we'll have a show dedicated to the experience of the Jericho Cruise because I just got to hear about it. And we'll have a show absolutely dedicated, and you will be interviewed by us, and it will be great. So if you were on it, get, slide into Joel's DMs, as the kids like to say. And if you weren't on it, but you just fancy lying, then uh, make sure your anecdotes are funny. So you got a lot of creative freedom there. Absolutely. Let's move on to the next thing, which is the Taka Taichi House in Yokohama on the 22nd of December, where we've got a main event of Taka and Taichi versus Yoshida and Honma, and a semi-main event of Junkasai against Kanemaru. So is this something you're going to be interested in tuning into, Damon? Nope. <laughs> when is it? The 22nd? Um, no, that's, that doesn't Perfect sound early like Christmas present for yourself, Maya. no? You, you and the missus sitting down in front of the fire to watch Taka and Taichi guard off against Honma and Yoshida? No, no, I, I, I don't think I don't think that's going to be in her wheelhouse. Uh, yeah, she we're not going to snuggle up by the fire with a with a cup of hot cocoa, uh, tuning into this. Um, this will not be streamed. Will this be streamed on New Japan World, or will we have to go find this on other uh, strange and wonder wonderful internet ways? 
Uh, I'm not sure. I'll look into that one, but uh, I, I'm interested. I'll have a look. Are you? Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna sit down for two hours. Uh, is, 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 is the missus gonna sit next to you on, on the couch watching this one? No, because I'm worried in the part where Taichi rips off his pants that she might get too excited and lose interest in me as a partner. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, the, the 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 perils that we have, you know, we have we have wonderful uh, partners, but uh, yeah, that is a fearful thing when when the pants come off for Tai Chi. Yeah, we got to keep them away from that. All right. Speaking of uh, Jericho, as we mentioned earlier, what do you think of the build so far to the match with Naito? Because there've been a couple of things posted online. First was Naito dressed up in the Jericho Juggalo makeup, calling him out, and then we had a good old-fashioned press conference brawl with some of the worst-looking punches I've ever seen in my life. But uh, I just, I love the bit with Naito saying, Jericho-san, I understand. I thought that was brilliant. So what do you think of the build so far? Yeah, it was. uh, When you you knew Chris was coming over, you knew that there was going to be some type of physical altercation. Uh, Yeah, they were, they were, they were not great punches. No, no, they were, they were the old, you know, swing hard on the shoulder punches um, and, you know, the back of the head with the palm kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah, it w- certainly wasn't the the fire and the passion that was the Jericho Omega press conference, which I thought was really well done. This one, yeah, it was a little bit, but, uh, hey, at least they gave the old college try, right? Uh, I hate Jericho's makeup. I, I think I think that look of his for he he, he you know how people love to uh, like a, like an older person maybe a midlife right and they try to reclaim some of their youth and you know again younger people are ready to just destroy anybody who's who's going to do that uh, yeah Jericho looks like a, I mean he just looks like a forty year old guy in in makeup. And that's as bad as it, as it's that sounds, right? It just it doesn't look evil. It doesn't look menacing. It doesn't look uh, it doesn't look cool. That's the bottom line. It doesn't look cool. It looks like shit. It looks terrible. So uh, I I hope and I pray that that he somebody just kind of clues him in and be like, dude, lose lose the fucking makeup because it looks ridiculous. Uh, not a fan of it. Not a fan of it. And I think Jericho, or excuse me, I think Naito do, like doing the makeup, and he did it horrible too. But I think he was doing it more tug and cheek. He was doing it horrible to show how horrible it really is. So I did get a kind of a kick out of that. But yeah, I did see both. Uh, I'm excited for this match. Uh, look, as much as we we on this podcast like to kick down Chris Jericho, he has you know when it's time to deliver. You know, we're not talking technical masterpiece. He's there to be 1990s Terry Funk. He's there to be a brawler and 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 a fighter, and that as opposed to you know throwing snowflakes with 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 uh, technical acumen. So uh, he's been there and he's done that, and this is and that this is what he's building now for this match. So uh, hopefully, a we'll see no makeup and b. Uh, we'll see another hard-hitting contest between these two. Okay, well, let's get into these two Road to the Tokyo Dome shows at Karakuen that we had this past weekend. One of my highlights of it was the little opening movie with the highlights of 2018. Did you see that? I did see that, and that was really well done. They 
you know, we've complimented them before, but it feels like even this year they they've their, their product, production team has taken a step above and a step above of what they've already done. They they do the best videos, they do the best packages, they do the best little montages. If for my money, anyway, like I I really feel like uh, they're they're head and shoulders above just about anybody else, and that includes the big boys companies. So. Uh, yeah, this video was great, and it it really did. It 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 was one of those things where you're just like, oh yeah, that 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 was great. And, oh yeah, that was great. And even with the 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 year end awards, you know, I went back and rewatched some stuff, um, and went through some lists and was like, wow, that that was a match that was great, and you know, may have fallen under the radar. So many of them, we gave twenty. So, um, some some of them aren't always as fresh in your head, but those video packages always help. So. Yeah, they, that was a really good one. I, I enjoyed that one a lot, Joel. Yeah, and Andrew Rich did a really good post on Twitter where he did uh, every month uh, a screen cap of the biggest moment in each month, uh, which reminded me of this. So go and check that out if you haven't seen that already. So um, without going into the details about every single match, I'll just touch on some things that stood out to me, the first of which being Shingo Takagi's first ever singles match in New Japan, and his opponent was picked as Shota Umino, which I'm sure is not a coincidence, and that's a big feather in the cap of him, you know, that he was picked as Shingo's first opponent. And there's been a lot of talk recently about having matches which which are basically extended squash matches, but getting over the loser in defeat. So, for example, recently there's been uh, a Daniel Bryan against Mustafa Ali match, which is getting some hype. And also, I was reminded of the match at the Lionsgate Project show between Shota Umino and Daisuke Sekimoto, where you know that Shota Umino is not going to win this, but he shows enough fire and enough heart and skill, and there's a couple of near falls, you know, a couple of roll-ups and inside cradles or what have you that get over the, the squashed boy in defeat. So I thought this was a terrific match for what was basically a, a, an enhancement match for Shingo. Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Uh, you know... The, the, for me, the jobs of of the, the pardon upon the jobs of the, of the young lions uh, are to a work on fundamentals, right? So you're trying to improve each and every match on 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 the foundation of pro wrestling. Two is to get in the ring with different people, right? To learn and to explore new things a little bit, and to kind of kind of get your feet wet with different opponents. Three is to find a way to make a connection, right? And nine times out of ten, that connection is 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 them uh, showing fire and showing heart and showing desire and and a fighting spirit. Right? And then over anything over and above that is is gravy. It's 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 it's, it's an extra present under the tree. So when when they're able to do that and do that well, uh, to me that that equals. Uh, a young lion with potential and promise and and something to hang your hat on in the future. I don't think that there's any any surprise or any uh, just haphazard randomness that Umino is getting these shots, right? Is getting these opportunities um, to shine in these singles matches. Uh, Joel, I thought this was one of the best matches on on the, that entire weekend, right? That the, the, those two shows. I, I really enjoyed this a ton. Um, and again, it's it's him connecting all those dots as a young lion. It's Shingo, you know, kind of m- presenting himself as a, as a singles competitor for the first time. 
um, in, a, in a match to kind of show his dominance. But yet again, there is that always that underlying underbelly current of, hey, you know, he, he it could happen. It really, really, really could happen. Uh, and again, it's not the whole entire match, but these, these these little fleeting moments of 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 surprise. So yeah, I, I you know you don't look. This could easily just be squasheroo, Don, pin, you know, make Shingo the star, and and away we go. That's that's not the case with these matches, and that's what I really enjoy with them. Uh, over and above the fact that we're all watching a young lion rise in his development. So that that's an extra bonus bonus as well. So again, I, I, I can't imagine this being any better. I really can't. I mean, I, I, I was going to say maybe a surprise pinfall, right? Young Lion doing the upset. But I don't even think that would make it better. I think that would make it more shocking. But I don't necessarily think it was better. I really think the way they do these matches and these, these again, and you're talking about how making the other guy look good is really becoming the trend of the day. I, I couldn't, I, could, I can't imagine them doing that any better aside from giving them the pinfall, which they're not going to do. Right, and this is the the Dragon Gate Shingo that lots of people wanted to see, like the high school bully Shingo shoving kids into lockers and, and that kind of stuff. But more than that, I want to see more young lines go one on one with established guys to basically get their asses kicked. Because if it's anything like this, then to me it just seems win win. So let's have more of this, please. Yep, I, I always enjoy it. I enjoy it with this these this crop. I mean, I you know I remember Show and Yo and uh, even David Finley and even Jay White kind of put in these positions, right? Um, it's not it's not that it's not you know it's not like it's a strange thing and it's not like it's a it's it's a new concept, but it but it's not done all the time. Drips and drabs of it, but when it's done, I I think they do it perfectly. Um, they're they're really smart, you know. That's definitely a plus when it comes to the New Japan booking is when they book these young lions. Again, there's there's there there are breadcrumbs and there are things that you can kind of connect and 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 watch as their progression grows. And you can go back six months or or two months or there's all these little breadcrumbs that are there. And then again, it's it's a growth process. And then at the same time, again, you're establishing Shingo first match. Uh, and again, you get Dragon Gate Shingo, which everybody was clamoring for. So again, I—I I, I mean, I don't want to just sit here and 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 do a circle jerk on this particular match, but I, uh, for for you know what could easily be in any other promotion, just a complete hand wave throwaway, fucking you know squash match, re- really didn't feel like that was the case here. Yes, it was it was a dominant win, but I, at no point was I like, oh, this is. This is worthless. This is not worth my time. In fact, again, I really enjoyed it a lot. Another match that stood out to me was a six-man tag with Shoyo and Ishii against El Desperado, Kanemaru, and Taichi. Now, it seems to me, I don't know, could could be on my own in this one, but in recent months, Taichi's turned a bit of a corner. And instead of being cowardly Taichi, he's turned into more of a badass Taichi where he's taking the fight to people. He's, he's stiffing them. He's kicking the shit out of them. And he was squaring up to Ishii here. And I really liked it. I, I got excited. I want to see this kind of tai chi in the never open weight division because it seems tailor-made for him. So instead of doing, you know, the stalling and hiding and, and walking around the outside of the ring and pissing off his opponent, I want to see him going toe-to-toe with people because the little exchanges we got with Ishii 
were brilliant. So I want to see more of that. And also, there was a little closing stretch at the end between Ishii and Kanemaru, of all people, which I thought was really cool because Kanemaru's not a guy who gets a lot of shine in that tag team. He's usually the person who's picking up the uh, who's getting pinned when they are taking a loss. But he, again, he was going toe-to-toe with Ishii and they seemed to have really good chemistry together. And even though he did end up getting pinned, he got a bit of shine there, which uh, made this match really enjoyable to me. I'm glad you brought up Tai Chi because I have that in my notes. So... One of the biggest factors of the dislike of Tai Chi for a lot of people, a lot of a lot of people that watch the New Japan product, is all the thing are all the things that you mentioned, right? The stalling, the the nonsense, the inter, you know that kind of stuff where that really takes you out of a match and it really takes you out of the enjoyment of 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 a build of a match and it's just had become you know especially you know the stuff with you know, Suzuki going in, in Noah that bled over now to New Japan, easily skippable, right? It was becoming a very quick, easy skip. I ain't watching this. Get me something good, right? And what was lacking and what was uh, a big sticking point to a lot of people, myself included, was the fact that there wasn't that element of him, right? It was all, it felt like just bullshit, nonsense, distraction hit with the the mic stand you know it's just that kind of stuff that and it was not even just in throwaway tag matches it was in you know matches that were put on a card to be the, the match that delivers i go back to the super j cup uh, for an example so mentioning that and seeing that and and maybe turning a corner I'm telling you right now, you'll get more people on board. Again, collection of good matches, you know, kind of kind of setting a standard of, of having decent matches, good matches, nothing blow away great, but but good matches and and adding just that element. I'm not saying take away the nonsense because that's that's who he is and that helps establish him as just a prick heel, just a fucking prick heel. But give give us something a, a, a little bit Every once in a while, sprinkle that in. Maybe a little bit more than uh, every once in a while. Sprinkle that in. Sprinkle that in liberally. And I guarantee you, more people that, that are, are, are the haters, as, as we like to say, they'll turn the corner. I promise you that. You'll have more people on that Tai Chi bandwagon if you see more of that element to him as opposed to nonsense. If he turns the corner on it, I guarantee you he'll, he'll have more people jumping on that bandwagon for you. Yeah, those are my favorite Tai Chi moments where he's shown us that he is the protege of Kawada when he's doing the kicks or he even busted out a Ganso bomb earlier on in the year, which was amazing. And we did get the uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter star ratings and Big Dave gave four and a quarter for Tai Chi versus Will Ospreay, which is, um, I think, pretty good. Pretty good achievement for Tai Chi. Absolutely. I mean, again, there was no there was no cartwheels involved. Let's let's be very clear on that as well. Um I would never take that bet. Again, you're in you're in the ring with a uh, uh, Will Osprey. I would never take that bet. <clears throat> I want to take that bet with you. Let's put it that way. You could have a four star match with Will Osprey at this point. Um, and that's no that's no knock on your physical prowess. Uh, but you know what I'm saying. But yeah, four, four and a quarter. That's uh, more, more please, Tai Chi. More please. Uh, we also got the comeback of Teruaki Kanemitsu, who is in a tag match with Renarita against Shota Umino and Ayato Yoshida. So this one went to a 15-minute draw. Uh, Kanemitsu is looking in good shape. He 
kept pace with the other guys and was just hanging in by a thread there at the end um, in the Boston Crab and managed to resist tapping out at the end. Um, what did you think of this? And what do you think of Kanemitsu in his uh, comeback match? I thought the match was okay. I mean, for a Young Lions match, I'm not going to go... Uh, it's not rewatchable, I wouldn't, would say. Uh, I thought he did well. I, I thought... Um, I mean, I think he was in the ring... And, and when when he was in the ring, I think he, I don't want to say protected, but um, I think I think he did well. Do, do we know? And I and I'm you may have told me, and it may have be be public knowledge, but it's, I'm forgetting it right now. Do we know the extent of his injuries and and what exactly they were? From what I understand, it was a cervical spine injury, and there was a surgery that went wrong. I could be wrong with that. That this is from what I remember. Okay. That's that's serious stuff, right? So, I, I, again, when when we talk about injuries and we talk about people returning to the ring, they they are getting medical clearance, and I'm sure it's not you know they're not just like you know throwing dart you know throwing you know darts against a dartboard and and hoping for the best. They're they're going through proper medical channels to get clearance to go back into the ring. So you know. Uh, you have to take that into consideration that they've they've got a a clean medical uh, bill of health, right? I, I mean that's that's what we're hoping for, right? We're assuming that's the case, and 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 I don't think New Japan would allow a person like that with an injury like that, if that's the case, uh, to compete in the ring. Do I still get a little nervous? Do I still get a little apprehensive? Do I still get a little oh, when you talk about spine and all that stuff? I do. I'm not going to lie. I do. Because one, again, they're not baseball players. You know, they're not sitting at a, at a plate swinging at a fucking curveball. They're, they're taking bumps. Even the most basic of bump could, could jar. Take a back bump, people. Take a flat back bump in your living room. Tell Even me how it feels. Even in the Boston crap was making me feel slightly uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we're, we're hanging our hat on. Medical clearance, medical professionals, giving them the okay, green light, you're good to go. Okay. Still, again, we're not, you know, we're not playing tiddlywinks. We're, 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 we're fucking taking bumps here. Um, that does have me nervous, but again, we'll, we'll, we'll I, I, at the end of the day, he's a professional. He's an adult. He's, they have medical staff that are going to make the proper evaluation, I hope, and and away we go. Hopefully, everything works out in the end. All right, one further question. Dr. Poodle Papa says, thoughts on Kanemitsu's leatherette textured trunks, and where does he sit in the young line hierarchy? Um, right now, I mean, with an injury, I would think he's middle or bottom middle of the pack when it comes to young lions. Uh, the leatherette... Do you know that you're not going to know the song? Do you know the song "Warm Leatherette"? Warm Leatherette. You don't know that song? Can you sing it? Like a real old sing it for song. the listeners, anyway. Literally, it is the entire song. A guy going warm, and then a, like a crazy synth. It's like Leatherette, and it, that's the entire song. And it's like early '80s, like when synths were finally coming into somewhat mainstream. It's a shit song. Uh, look it up. Maybe we can Honestly, get if you listen to it, you'd be... mix it into the beginning of the show just to confuse people. All right, I'll send them a link uh, to Warm Leather. I, I think Dan would. Dan's a big music guy. Like we talk music a lot, so um, he might know Warm Leatherette. Um, but it's like, it, yeah, it's like the, an early synth gothy song. 
Um, it's shit. It really is a terrible song. But um, who was it by? Was it by Cabaret Vault? I forget. I mean, I can find it in two seconds. But, yeah, it's not a great song. Uh, anywho, warm leatherette trunks, uh, I could take them or leave them. Not, not the biggest fan. Yeah, as far as his placement goes on the hierarchy, I can't see him going out on excursion anytime soon. I assume they'll just want to keep him around until he finds his feet and gets back to, uh, well, gets rid of the ring rust. And then I, I don't know where we'll go from there because I know Chris Chant was talking a lot on the commentary that he was uh, in the same class as Hiro Kawato, who is out on excursion at the moment. So uh, obviously he's lost two years of his training and he'll need to catch up somehow. So I can't see him being sent out anytime soon. Now he's he's sticking around for a while, especially with an injury, um, and 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 rehabbing that in in the ring because there's a big difference between hey I can lift a lot of weights and I can do a lot of squats. Oh, now I got to get in the ring. So yeah, he's sticking around for. I can't see him going away anytime soon. All right, and then we had a scheduled match between Kazuchika Okada and Gado, but Gado was involved in an unfortunate car accident, and uh, this this was such fun, wasn't it, David? I did. I did enjoy this. I mean, him him strolling out with his cane and and like it was like no, it was like cartoony. You know, when somebody gets hurt, you know, it was like the 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 sling made out of a bed sheet and the cane. And uh, I just wanted him to have like a thermometer in his mouth and like a like one of those ice packs on his head. That would have been wonderful. But yeah, this this was uh this was good. And him going to Kevin Kelly's booth and uh, what was he? Did he say a car? Car accident or uh, a, yeah, in a car accident a with a chaos fan, I think. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I did enjoy that. That was goofy. That was that was that was that was definitely Western U.S. pro wrestling influence for him. So uh, yeah, I did get a chuckle out of that. That was good. Uh, one thing I noticed from this was uh, Okada coming out in his Rainmaker gear. It was like the Red Rainmaker. So, do you think we're going to see a return at Wrestle Kingdom with the full Rainmaker, along with you know the entrance and the money and all the the pizzazz that goes with it? I sure hope so. I mean, that, I think I think everybody kind of wants this, right? Everybody want everybody, and it would make a perfect end to this, you know, balloon Okada, right? Wouldn't it? It would kind of you know a, a, a redemption on Jay White and a redemption on Gato and a you know and a and a return to form in in the biggest building that you know historically hasn't always been the kindest to him right um but still I think I think here's the thing I think the 40,000 people that are going to to be in that Tokyo Dome uh yourself included are you you want to see the, the the money fall you want to you want to hear the, the 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 sounds of of the theme song. You want to see the robe and you want to see the splendor. Um, it's it's a highlight for everyone involved. So yeah, I I think I I'm gonna say yes. We will see a return to form. All right, question from Sandre the Giant, who is the proud owner of our new uh, Super Jcast Chibi T-shirt, and it looks fantastic on him. So congratulations on your purchase. We're in good health. He asks, is it too late to add Osprey and Tanahashi versus Golden Lovers to the match of the year list? Now, David, this was supposed to be a Wrestle Kingdom preview match, but I was absolutely blown away at how good this was. This is 2018 going out with a bang. Uh, What did you think? Throw some snowflakes at me for this. I went four and a half. I went four and a half. I I really enjoyed this. I mean, look, last week we sat here and we said, 
you know, when you were going over the lineup, I was like, wow, that is a sexy fucking match right there, right? That is, that is, that, that could be really, really good. And it was uh, well above really, really good. And here's the truth. It didn't have to be. It didn't have to be that good. If it, you, you, you could have shaved off, a, a, you know, a good chunk of goodness on that match and still be completely satisfied and get what you wanted out of that match, right? That match was there to build to the dome. Let me tell you something. That match could have easily been in the dome, right? It was it was fire uh, for the four of the of the of the top guys in the promotion put on a show. They put on they, I, look. Traditionally, when we do these awards, it was all right. Just get through the just get through the World Tag League because nothing else is going to be worth you know a a slot in match of the year. This could have been in that mix. I'm not going to lie. So I don't know how we do it next year, but remember this match. It was really fucking great. And and, and I hate for it to just be lost in purgatory in between the closing of, of the year-end awards and the opening of the new ones. But, wow. It, it Again, it didn't have to be this great, and they made it great. All four of them made it this match great. One of the most remarkable things for me about it was that Tanahashi, he did nothing. He did absolutely nothing in this match. So it was, a, yeah. as you say, like a four and a quarter, four and a half star match between three people. And I thought Will Ospreay was absolutely outstanding here. His selling is getting better and better. I love the way he was struggling to get out of the moves. Like he was trying to wriggle out of the golden trigger. That was amazing. And it made me really want to see Ospreay against Kenny Omega, which isn't happening anytime soon. But there were just some spectacular spots in here. There was the sunset flip powerbombing Kenny Omega onto Ibushi. And there was that amazing piece of camera work for the, the top rope Hurricane Rana where Osprey landed on his feet. And then the camera just zoomed into his face like he was, I don't know, like a, an anime villain or something. And he had that really intense smoldering look. And then the camera catches Ibushi and Ibushi's looking around like he can't believe what's going on. I just thought that was awesome stuff. Um, I noticed some booze for Kenny that Omega. Camera. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say, I was just going to mention that camera. That 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 w- will be an an iconic New Japan Pro Wrestling moment. You will see that in video packages for years to come. Because yes, I agree one hundred percent. That was just a cinematic, just a a, a, a the chef's kiss. Mwah! It was wonderful, right? Just that again. The way that they here's the thing. They. Their production team and their camera people are smart, and they know where to be. Nine times out of ten, they are in the right place at the right time to capture the right moment. They are some of the best because to be able to capture that moment the way that they did, it was it was art. That that was that was like that to me was uh, you could easily put that in 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 a, in a movie or or a, a, a really dramatic television show that added that added like stars to a match to me that that just that shot alone was just an amazing moment in 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 2018 yeah i i i I, i'm glad that you mentioned that too because i really thought that that one shot again coming off the hurricane on his feet the zoom in on on will's face the 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 stunned look of of abushi and he's looking over his unbelievable Great job. Outstanding production work there. Yeah, and Will Ospreay is just looking like an absolute badass. He is jacked. 
absolutely jacked to the point at which the thought of him as a junior is ridiculous. And I'm so excited for his 2019. I'm expecting big things from him. Yeah. So as I mentioned, Joel, before, he, yeah, he, go ahead. He, I'm sorry. He, I'm sorry, but, but, but it's so exciting to talk about this. Match. <laughs> um, it's, he's got a chip on his shoulder right now. Like he, and there is nothing more exciting than watching a, a person, uh, male, female, don't matter, whatever it is in the ring, when they feel like they got the world by the balls and they got a chip on their shoulder, and they're going to say, fuck you, I am going out there and stealing the show and doing it consistently. I don't think there's anything better in pro wrestling. And that's what Will Osprey has right now. He's got a chip on his shoulder, and he's going out there every single time he's out there and stealing the show. That That is fun pro wrestling when you got a guy like that. You know, this uh, Osprey against Ibushi match, that's going to be the opening match at Wrestle Kingdom which is a bit of a curious one because I think there's a fairly sizable chance that those two, if they get enough time, you know, give them 50 minutes, preferably more, you know, 20 minutes they could have in the opener, given that there aren't too many matches on this show, they could easily steal the show. And I, I'm getting ahead of myself because obviously we're going to have a, a full preview of Wrestle Kingdom near the time. But uh, certainly more than a few people are looking at that match as one that is going to steal the show. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I don't care if Wrestle Kingdom goes 17 hours. I, you know what? Who cares? Just, just like, give them, give everybody the time that they need, and just because here's the thing, I, I really don't think even if all right, let's just say it goes six hours. Let's just say if it goes six hours, would you give a shit if it's if everything's great? I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. Uh, you know, there is there is a point where, look, after the fact is when you say, oh my god, that was a long show. But if it's great and exciting and the crowd is jacked up and, and everybody is, is loving everything, who cares if it goes six hours? Go six hours. If there's, if there's not a financial uh, reason why you can't do it, give them as much time as you can. Who cares? Just it, 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 go. Just go and, and give me greatness, and I'll sit through it all. I don't care. Other things that I like from this match, uh, people started to boo Kenny Omega in a Karakuan crowd, which I thought was noteworthy. The spot with the double Spanish fly that Osprey pulled off, that was incredible. I can't fucking wait for these two matches, Damon. It's arguably the four best wrestlers in the world. Chemistry's off the charts. Pants fucking down. Uh, uh, what did you think of Kenny singing in the snow? It was nice. You know, I mean, look, if, if, if any two guys are going to be, you know, sweaty and muscular in a ring with snowflakes falling down... Probably you probably picked the right two, right? <laughs> um, I thought it was uh, I thought it was fine. I, I love the snow thing. I, I I always do. I look forward to it every year. So um, yeah, I thought it was fine. I I, I liked it a lot. Uh, one of my favorite bits. I think this was from the first night. Actually, someone calling out Tanahashi, I love you, and then Tanahashi goes, "It's okay, I love me too." <laughs> well, everybody does. He's a huggable guy. He's a hero. I love him too. We all love him. Let's all love Tanahashi together. Why don't we? I I, I really do. I like the I like the snow thing. You know, I I just think I think every show should end in snow in the middle of July. And I think G one final should end in snow. What the fuck? Let's do it. But I like these shows. I th- I thought both of them were fine. Um, and again, that tag match was off the charts great. So yeah, to answer the question, I, I don't know what we're going to do for award season, but I, I hope it just doesn't get lost in purgatory it, because it's a, it was a damn fucking fine match and I hope it just doesn't get lost in the shuffle. All right, let's move on to, before we get to our awards, let's touch on the Tokyo sports awards. So the MVP was picked as Hiroshi Tanahashi. 
Uh, Tetsuya Naito won this award for the past two consecutive years, and New Japan has claimed this award every year since 2011. Match of the year was Omega versus Okada, the Dominion match. Um, it's three consecutive years New Japan has had match of the year, and the second consecutive year with Omega versus Okada. The tag team of the year was the Violent Giants, which is Suwama and Shuji Ishikawa from All Japan, which is their second consecutive year with the award. Outstanding performance was Naomichi Marafuji from NOAH. Uh, last year's winner was Yamato. The Fighting Spirit Award for Kaito Kiyomiya from NOAH. Uh, last year's winner was Katsuri Shibata. The Technique Technical Award for Tetsuya Naito. Uh, last year's winner was Hideki Suzuki. Uh, Joshi winner was uh, Tsukasa Fujimoto from Ice Ribbon. The previous winner was Io Shirai for three consecutive years. The last Ice Ribbon winner was Emi Sakura. And the Rookie Award from Utami Hayashita from Stardom. And the previous female winners were Saki Akai from DDT and Chihiro Hashimoto from Sendai Girls. Uh, Utami debuted this year and last year's winner was Yuma Aoyagi from All Japan. So obviously we want to focus on the New Japan winners there. Uh, anything surprise you from those awards? Um, this was the, when, when we talk about matches, right? It, correct me if I'm wrong. The year before was Kenny and, and, and Okada. And that was the first time that I read this. It was the first time since, uh, Kobashi and, and Misawa, uh, to do that. So that's, uh, that's a nice little feather in their cap. Um, Tanahashi winning. What, what, what are you thinking about, about that? That, that, that comes as a little bit of a, of a surprise to me. How about you? I'm going to keep my powder dry until we discuss our own awards because I've got some thoughts about Hiroshi Tanahashi, so I'll save that one for later. Okay. I'll say I'll say I was I'm a little bit surprised by it. I'm not shocked. It didn't floor me, uh, but yeah, I mean, considering the fact that you know he's not holding any gold, he's you know in 2018 G1 winner. If if you want to give me gold, he's got a trophy, right? Uh, he didn't break the flag this year. But uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit surprising. Um, and again, in, in this calendar year, when it's very easy to to point to the champion Kenny Omega as as being the top guy and the top dog, um, I think it's pretty telling about what the fans want come Wrestle Kingdom, right? Some sometimes I think that might be that might be a a, a decent indicator of, of where the company stands with who people want and, and what they see as uh, the the vision moving forward. So, uh, again, not shocking, but a little surprised by that one. Uh, match of the year, no, not surprised at all. Uh, and then that, that was it for when it comes to New Japan stuff, right? Uh, there was the Technique Technical Award for Naito. I thought that was a bit strange. Yeah, I mean, you consider past, past winners. They're, you know, it's not... It's not something that I would really consider Naito, right? right? Not, and that's not saying he's a bad wrestler or anything like that. But like, uh, yeah, I probably would not have casted my vote in that direction. That's for sure. Um, yeah, that, that that one is is that one. I'll say shocks me. Um, it just doesn't seem like that would be uh, technical. Would be his wheelhouse for for Naito but what do I know all right well now it is time the time you've all been waiting for it's the super jcast end of year awards before we get into them let's give a shout out to Pete Donahue who helped us create the uh, google voting form that everyone has used and thank you Pete. and thank you to the uh, I think what did I say 558 something like that people who voted so thank you everyone who got involved in this it's a, a tremendous response 
I'm I'm thrilled. So uh, again, we look. Sometimes it's tongue in cheek, and sometimes it's uh, you know we're joking about. But uh, I really feel like these are some of them. Uh, you know, if you're a New Japan fan, uh, this is this is this is where your voice is heard, right? And it kind of uh, resonates back to some people in the company that that know about these and and listen. And uh, I think I think it's a nice barometer for the. Uh, fans of New Japan to kind of say, okay, here's what we liked, here's what we didn't like, and here's where we're going moving forward. So it's exciting. Uh, I don't think we need any uh, drum roll or anything like that. So let's jump right in, Joel, to the official Super Jcast year-end awards. All right, we're going to go in reverse order here. So starting off with number 10, which is the least favorite wrestler. And Damon, I've sent you the results on uh, WhatsApp, so you're going to get them as we go through them. So the fan votes awards, uh, the least favorite wrestler with the most votes was Takashi Izuka with 114 votes. Bad Luck Fale with 65. Taichi got 52. Uh, Elgin has 36. Yoshihashi's got 34. Tamatonga's got 33. Cody's got 29. Kenny Omega's got 18. But runaway winner Takashi Izuka, which I suspect if we'd done this vote after that tremendous match he had at Korakuen with the, the tag team, him and Suzuki against uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi, fewer people would be voting for him because he was amazing in that match. He actually did some wrestling moves. Um, so anything that uh, has surprised you about those results, Damon? Well, uh, he, he look, Izuka was, was a runaway on this one. Uh, I can't blame people for this because again you aside from the match that you just mentioned it's really hard to kind of sit through one of these matches and it's they're all pretty much the same of biting and there's really nothing to, to pardon the pun sink your teeth into <laughs> um Fale, uh was up next um but again it was it was quite a distance uh i think the bottom half you know, even though they were again the bottom half, just them getting votes were a little bit surprising. You know, Cody down the bottom got twenty nine, and and Kenny found a way to to, to find eighteen. Was it eighteen twenty votes? So uh, a vocal minority, but still, uh, I think it's pretty telling. You know, when when your champion gets gets some uh, not so positive votes, but again, I don't think anybody's too surprised when it comes to. Uh, some of those results. Uh, I you want to you want to want to do what we voted for? Yeah, just a quick news update as well. Arsenal have equalised against Southampton. A, a brilliant header from Henrik Mkhitaryan. Uh, Southampton did Great take the lead Arsenal. about five minutes ago, but I, I didn't want to mention that. I did want to bring down the the vibe of the show, Damon. But it's one one. It's all square. So we're back on board. So who was your pick for least favourite wrestler? My my least favourite wrestler in the game. You only vote uh, for one person. Well, count me in on the uh, numerous votes for Izuka because he is a fast forward for me. <laughs> it's it, it's become increasingly difficult to sit through those matches. So yes, he got my vote. Uh, count me in on that pile. Uh, I'll jump on board that bandwagon. Uh, my pick was different. I've gone for Bad Luck Fale because his G1 matches were bad. His catchphrase is bad. His hoodie's bad and he should feel bad. Uh, but I want to give an honourable mention for Cody, whose matches I just didn't enjoy at all this year. But I don't know. I just found Fale more offensive than Izuka. Because Izuka, like, you know what you're going to get with him, but at least he's not in the G1. But Fale, everything that he was involved in with the G1 stunk. And to me, the G1 should be sacrosanct. So having him uh, stinking that up was uh, a bitter pill to swallow. 
That's true. I mean, look, it's not like Isaka is um, in in a marquee matchup, right? He's, he's usually in multi man tags. You're not going to see him in in singles matches. G one. Yeah, I get it. I I just can't. I just can't deal with it. And again, the brawling in the crowd. It's everything that I really am not a fan of of pro wrestling when it comes to Isaka. So, all right, uh, let's 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 get let's get positive here. Let's get let's get let's turn the, the uh, tables here and talk about the uh, favorite wrestlers when it comes to our listeners. Okay, so the favorite wrestler of the year award was won by. Now, this was a very close one. It was won by Kenny Omega, who got ninety-seven votes, and only five votes behind it was Zack Saber Jr., who got ninety-two. And then a bit of a gap between uh, the rest of the pack. Tomohiro Ishii got 65. Kota Ibushi got 48. Hiromu Takahashi and Hiroshi Tanahashi both got 42. Tetsuya Naito got 39. And Kazuchika Okada got 36. So Kenny Omega and Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, run away number one and two there. So um, what do you make of that? I think it's I think it's pretty, you know, um, if, you know, if we put the branded Super JKS gun to the head, I would have guessed that uh, the majority of the people are, are big fans of Kenny Omega. And here's the thing, too. In ring, I, I certainly am as well. Um, but, uh, you know, going through these names, I don't think there's any surprises, right? Um, Zach, Zach might be the one that got that gets a little bit of surprise for me. Um, not placing, but just being so high up, right? I didn't know that there were many uh, passionate Zach fans out there. So that's 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 good. Ishii always gets votes. Uh I, I, you knew Takahashi was going to get votes. Uh, Naito was going to get votes. I thought Naito would be higher, to, to be truthful. I really thought he'd be, he'd be. I thought it would be a little bit more of a dogfight between those two, uh, Kenny and, and and Naito, because it does feel like New Japan's fandom is somewhat split, right? So it felt like you were either going to get Kenny votes here or you were going to get Naito votes here. Uh, but Kenny, by by and large, let's put it this way. Maybe it might be a case of you know the Omega fans turned out uh, as opposed to the Naito fans in the voting, but whatever it is, Ken, Kenny Omega, and I think deservedly so, uh, gets the top spot. Good job by him. My vote was also Zack Sabre Jr. who's my my favorite socialist submission master, brilliant wrestler, excellent promo, and uh, correct political views. How about you? Uh, you we are in the same boat. We are uh, two peas in a pod because he got my vote as well for favorite pro wrestler. Uh, fun fact, uh, I got a text last night from the great uh, Eric, Real Hero Eric, who was in attendance last night in Philadelphia for the uh, Ring of Honor show. Got it, got it, sent me a little picture of him and Zach together. I was a little jealous. Zach looking fine. Eric uh, looking uh, well. Lost a little weight himself, so uh, he's gearing up for all the traveling he'll be doing. So, uh Everybody's everybody's on board with the Zach train. So uh, uh, that was my vote as well. Excellent job by everyone. All right, so moving on to number eight, which is the biggest disappointment of the year. And from henceforth, we got the one, two, and three votes where a first place vote wins five points, a second place vote wins three points, and a third place vote wins one point. So the biggest disappointment of the year, as voted by you, the listeners, by some distance was Hiromu Takahashi's injury with 1,533 points. 
Uh, then following up behind that is the Bullet Club Civil War with 962, the BCOG's G1, 601, Naito's Lack of Direction, 500, Kenny Omega Shenanigans, 402, Juice's G1 and US title run, 388, Lanny Poffo, 323, Intercontinental title booking, 282, and the Super Junior Tag League with only 31 points. So Hiromu's injury, um, overwhelmingly the biggest disappointment of the year, and I can only echo that, Damon. Yeah, I mean that's uh, I'm on board with that. The you know, and I think our listenership feels the same way. Yep, I, I know that there were some some that were like, well, don't put injuries in there, but uh, there's nothing more disappointing, right? The, the the and again, especially the the first half of the year, right, and the promise of of greatness coming from him, and uh, we're all hoping that that the injury is healed up. It'll be nice, you know. There are rumors and scuttlebutts and uh word on the street as they say that maybe Hiromo might make an appearance come Wrestle Kingdom again not in a wrestling capacity but just uh being there that would be incredibly awesome I would hope that to be the case and him showing up I think it'd be a great moment so uh yep hands down second place uh the Bullet Club Civil War lots of people disappointed with that and and you know, and and the way that it really didn't even resolve itself, and the way that it, things went with it, and and even what could have been, and what actually transpired. So uh, I can't I can't disagree with that at all. And of course, the Bullet Club in G one, and how disappointing that was. And and the reason being, I think a lot of people felt that way. Joel is there. It couldn't. It it didn't have to be that way, right? And every year we talk about Tamatanga and how we all want a great G1 from him. And we, we really feel like it, it could it could happen. It, there's, you know, he has the tools to, to do that. It just hasn't happened. And I think we all get the carrot dangled over us and, and we don't hit it. We don't, we never get the carrot. So uh, I definitely see, and, and not only that, it, the, the disqualifications and the way the finishes took place, it was just, it really was disappointing. I can't lie. Um, it, was, it was a poor decision. It did nothing for anybody. It, it does, didn't put anybody in a better place, to, the way I, I see it, right? Anybody of that faction. It, it really didn't put them in a good place. Um, it didn't make them better. It, it, where they are right now, uh, the summer did not help them at all. So I, I see that. Um, I'll tell you what, though. My votes for this are are not in line with what our listeners are. Um, I, I can I can spill the beans on that if you want now, Joel. If you want, yeah, go ahead. All right. So my my number one was Hiromo's injury. Right. I, I can't think of anything more disappointing than that. Uh, but that being said, uh, I went with, went with my second spot with the Intercontinental Title booking. Um, I was I was really disappointed. You had a title that arguably was was you know there for major shows. You could headline the Intercontinental title with 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 you know on a, on a major show, and it meant something. And it and there was prestige. And and I'm really a big fan of making titles worth something. And there was a, an extended period of time when you you didn't even hear the the, the name Intercontinental title. Uh, let alone see it defended, let alone have it in the mix. It was just, it was, it, it felt wrong. Uh, I did not enjoy that at all. So that, to me, that was my number two of the year, the Intercontinental title booking. The third uh, was the Bullet Club 
uh, G1 performance. I talked a little bit about that a moment ago. And again, for me, it was I, – I know that you, that it was it could be there. It could have been much better, and it wasn't. And it was that, – that was greatly disappointing. In, in a G1 that, that really had some blow-away great matches, unfortunately, you had to sit through some stuff that was just you, – yeah, you shook your head and was like, why are you doing this? Um, I have to give honorable consideration also to Lanny Poffo. Because that was just one of those moments in New Japan where you're just kind of staring at the TV like, why are we doing this? What the fuck is happening here? What What is the purpose of this? Uh, so <laughs> maybe it wasn't more of a disappointment. Maybe it was more of a what the fuck moment uh, in New Japan. But uh, they, they learn from their mistakes and he's and hey, we haven't heard from him since. So. Uh, those those were my three and, and one honorable mention. How about you, Joel? Uh, well, my third place is the Bullet Club Civil War, which is mainly the lack of payoff, because I've said it before, but they should have had a five-on-five elimination match for the rights to the Bullet Club name, but instead we got one side conceding defeat on a boat, which is rubbish. And my second biggest disappointment was the Kenny Omega shenanigans, because uh, as Scampi agrees, Kenny was one of my absolute favorite wrestlers, and I went to Dominion solely to see him win the belt and I was so thrilled when he won it but his behaviour following that victory has just been unworthy of the title he's petty he's overly sensitive he says and does a lot of daft things and I just feel that he's gone into business for himself rather than helping to represent New Japan and help the company grow despite whatever he says and yeah my number one is Hiromi's injury he's left a huge hole in New Japan and and a hole in my heart as well it really felt like he'd become a superstar that transcended the weight divisions. And yeah, Scampi is also bemoaning the, the loss of Hiromi Takahashi to the, the latter half of 2018. I couldn't agree more, right? Couldn't agree more. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for a, a text from you. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't send you the text because Mally took my phone to take photos of Scampi. So it, it's coming now. <laughs> Uh, what have we got next up is uh, the most improved wrestler of the year which is on its way to you so uh, as voted by you the most improved wrestler of the year is Jay White with 1,359 points and not too far behind him is Hangman Page with uh, 1,339 Uh, we have got Zack Sabre Jr. in third place with 655 points oh god please wow (laughs) is there a murder over there what's happening She's just, she's sitting behind you, me and she's, Scampi doesn't like cuddling and she's picked up Scampi okay. and she's put Scampi on her lap and he's just not having it. He's not enjoying it at all. And I'll tell you what's happened all here. Right, on. Earlier on in the afternoon, I did it and Scampi loved it and he sat on my chest and he had a little sleep for about 20 minutes and now Mally's trying to replicate that with no success and I know it's the, the jealousy is eating her up inside and now Scampi's walked off. All right. Good. All right. Scampy's got taking control of the situation. I, I felt like I had to call the police over there. I, don't, I didn't, thought there was some kind of murder. Uh, yes. And let her know we're doing an award winning podcast here. Uh, we are, you know. She could not give a shit. You can't have. I know. Isn't that amazing? Like, isn't it amazing when you talk to to, to, your, to the missus and you're just, they just look at you with this blank stare like, oh, I, I, what? Yeah. Go do the dishes. <laughs> can, you, can you bring up this laundry? I'm like, yeah. Okay, great. Uh, all right, so again, Jay White, Hangman Page, Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, um, um, 20, 20 votes separating the two, Jay White and Hangman Page. That's pretty amazing. Uh, no, not even 20 votes, 20 points. So, uh, oh, right. for, like uh, four first place votes either way would have swung it. So, 
then too, the runaway win is there. Other people, El Desperado, th- 392. Chase Owens, 259. Rapongi 3K, 222. Taichi, 221. Will Ospreay, 220. So the rest of them quite quite close together. Shota Umino, 198. Toehnare, 107. And Renderita, 50. So Jay White and Hangman Page, overwhelmingly our listeners, most improved rest of the year. That's a great. That's a great honor, right? That's that's uh, you know if you're taking that next level and and the company's hanging their hat on you and the fans are recognizing that that's what you want, right? That's 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 the name of this game. So good on Jay. Good on Hangman Page, especially Hangman Page, right there. That's 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 a great showing. Zach, I'm not too surprised about, um, and, and I don't even necessarily think it was improvement on Zach's part. I think it was recognition on Zach's part, because I think Zach was pretty great leading up to this nice little run. I just think it was a more of a tip of the cap. I think for Hangman Page, well, I think he was good, and he didn't really have a lot to show for it, um, and the company kind of hanging, you know, giving them more uh uh, effort into Hangman Page. I think he's he's really taken advantage of it. And again, Jay White, we're we're hoping and praying that this is the moment that he makes that big leap into you know great match territory in this current run. But from a character development and from a uh, making the most of the position that you got, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think the fans are right on board. So for for me, I'm kind of right in line with that. So my number one was Jay White. I gave him my top spot for most improved. Again, with 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 the knowledge of Wrestle Kingdom is where is where we take the next step, and I think that will happen. I also number two went with went with Hangman Page, who, you know, let's be truthful, he was very much a skippable skippable person in my life, right? In my pro wrestling watching, uh, very easily skippable. That's not the case anymore, and dare I say. Uh, looking for like I look forward to his matches and I look forward to his performances. So uh, he got my number two pick, and I went with Shota uh, Umino with uh, my third pick because I wanted to get a young lion in there. I wanted to show uh, the you know because that's why they're there. They're there to improve, and to me, he's one of those people that has taken that next leap. So I went with a, a third place spot there. But I think glaringly obvious White and Hangman Page, and our listeners agree. Southampton have scored again. Another bloody header. Come on, Arsenal. Sort that defense out. Fuck. All right, my third place. You said this. Now, wait a minute. You were worried about this game. You said this was a you know, you were a little worried about this. It was a away game, right? Yeah. It's not good. Uh, yeah. I mean, mm. away games right. in the Premier League are always tricky, and Southampton tends to be a bit of a bogey side for us. So just the fact that we've conceded two headers so far in this match is a bit worrying, but... Um, we tend to play better in the second half, so I'm not going to hit the panic button yet. What I will do is tell you about my most improved rest of the year picks. Uh, third place, I went with Sonada because I think last year he had the in-ring talent, but he couldn't really connect with the crowd. But now he's doing a much better job with that. And I think he's on the cusp of that push that's going to launch him into the upper echelons because now he's selling, his facial expressions, he's getting the crowd invested in him as a character. Uh, all that kind of stuff has come on a lot this year. And I think his G1 this year was much better than last year. Second place, I have got Zack Sabre Jr. because I think his in-ring work has taken that final step up this year that has made him a worthy main eventer because it seemed to me that last year he was just missing something. Like he was a step behind in those fast-paced closing stretches. But I've noticed him improving throughout the year, uh, not just in New Japan, but also his resume of 
outstanding matches in other companies speaks volumes about his progression. And again, I'm expecting big things from him in 2019. Definitely a singles title run of some kind. And first place, I've gone Hangman Page as well because he's always had the talent. But since the Jay White US title challenge this year, I think he started putting it all together. And like Sonata, he's much better at working the crowd these days pacing his matches, positioning the big spots that he does for maximum effect. His G1 was very, very good, and he more than earned that spot that a lot of people were scornful towards at first. And like yourself, I had zero interest in him last year, and now I genuinely think he's the best guy in the elite, or, or at least the one with the most upside. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a, definitely one of the two with the most upside, that's for sure. So... Okay, uh, I I I find your Sonata pick a little bit interesting. Not not even placing. Uh, you went outside the box a little bit there, but yeah, I mean, I could see that. Um, but yeah, all right, good. All right, so where are we at next? Unsung hero. Yeah, so unsung wrestler of the year. So our winner from as voted by the fans um, by some distance is Tomohiro Ishii with one thousand seven hundred eighty four points, and then in second we got Hangman Page seven hundred ninety four, El Desperado five hundred ninety six, Sonata five hundred eighty six. Juice Robinson, 473, Evil, 308, ACH, 299, and Chris Jericho, 179. So, Tomohiro Ishii, runaway winner there for Unsung Wrestler of the Year. He he was, you know, at that, it, it, this, this award should be just named the Tomohiro Ishii Unsung Hero Wrestler Award. But is he unsung, uh, Damon? Because we, we and loads of other people have been singing his praises all year. So, we are singing for him. So, he's not really unsung, is he? Uh, right, but I guess you know if you look at the promotion as a whole, there are people that really are passionate and adamant about him holding major gold, and that is yet to happen. Uh, all uh, due respect uh, excuse to me, Rev Pro. Uh, Less than that. Yes, he's the champion of the British statement. He is my champion. I understand. Right, I understand. Uh, he again, will deliver no, us from no, the perils no. of Brexit and get our country back on the right tracks. All right. Well, again, I'm not not throwing shade. Ew, did I just say that? Uh, to uh, Rev Pro, the good people at Rev Pro, who I cannot wait to see come a- April. Uh, I look forward to VIP treatment from the Rev Pro team when I attend in New York City in the front row. Uh, please, uh, all due respect. Again, there are people that uh, ex- you know would think, given his talent and given his performance year after year after year after year, that you know Intercontinental and even so much as to say IWGP Heavyweight Champion Tomohiro Ishii. So uh, that's uh, I think that's where that comes from. Yes, yes, the people who watch the product love him, respect him, sing his praises problem is is that people believe he needs to be higher up in the hierarchy of new japan pro wrestling so that, that that's where those 1700 votes come in it's it's the promotion so uh for me uh well well first one i'm, I'm happy to see ach on that list right uh getting uh almost 300 points chris jericho uh as well i think is well deserved so for me uh my unsung hero again i i the fans the fans must have looked at my paperwork and must have looked at my ballot, Joel, because I, as well, have Tomohiro Ishii as my number one unsung hero uh, for the, the reasons that I just explained. Uh, my number two was Juice. Um, I feel like we've we've somehow, the, the, the Juice train has lost some steam. 
and the G1 and the U.S. title both uh, kind of speak to that. And uh, I think he deserves more praise for within the company and even outside the company, right? I think I think he deserves a little bit more uh, pomp and circumstance when it comes to his performance. So I, he got my number two vote. Uh, my third was Sonata. Uh, uh, yeah, Unsung. Sonata. Uh, I went with Unsung because... You know, even in LIJ, I feel like uh, it's it's been a while for for him. And every year, we're kind of like, oh, this is Sonata's year. This is Sonata's year, and it doesn't seem to happen. And again, World Tag League this year, we 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 kind of feel that the momentum has has shifted from Evil maybe to Sonata, and this might be the year that 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 we move forward with uh, maybe a New Japan Cup win and uh, gold for him as well. So. Uh, fingers crossed for that. But yeah, he got my third place vote uh, for Unsung Hero. How about you? All right. Well, I'm going in reverse order again. So my third place pick was actually Chris Jericho because he's getting a lot of criticism for being a part-timer, holding up the Intercontinental title, as you mentioned, and uh, ostensibly preventing other guys from getting a prominent spot on the roster. But I think people are underestimating the amount of Western interest he's attracting to New Japan. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but he is undoubtedly creating international buzz. He works hard to get his feuds over, and let's not forget that his matches have delivered big, far beyond my expectations at the start of the year. Uh, The Omega match, the Naito match, the Evil matches, I thought they were all great. My second place pick is Evil. Um, and Like you, most people are looking at Sonata as the one with the most upside, but Evil can always be dependent upon to draw a crowd. Uh, He's a lot more popular than people give him credit for, and when he gets that tap on the shoulder, he can deliver a quality singles match. And all of that, Damon, with one of the stupidest gimmicks I've ever seen. And the fact that he's managed to get himself over whilst looking like a, a Halloween goth panda is in and of itself worthy of praise. Uh, I don't think he's been given enough opportunities to shine as a singles wrestler. I know his G1 wasn't brilliant, but he was in the shit block. And while I don't think he's at the level where he can carry an inferior opponent, he is getting there. And my number one pick uh, for Unsung Wrestler is El Desperado. I think a lot of people have forgotten about Despi or or maybe they just don't recognise his talent. I think he's helped establish the junior tag belts with a very good string of title defences that often get shorted on time. And while Kanemaru is there to provide the... I'm going to go with your pie analogy. Kanemaru is the pie crust, but Despi is the delicious filling inside of the pie. He's a great promo. He's got a kind of languid snarkiness about him and surprisingly expressive considering he's wearing a mask. You just go back and watch that moment where Hiromu licks Despi's title belt. And on the topic, I also think he and Hiromu had one of the best feuds of the year with the unrequited love thing that was going on during the Kazuna Road Tour. And their match was awesome where he got uh, in the middle of the match, Despi gets unmasked. He just waffles Hiromu with the belt and then calmly reapplied his mask as if nothing had happened. Uh, he also had a terrific best of the Super Juniors, and I suspect it's just myself and Liam from the Discord who are flying the flag for this, but I want more Despi next year, maybe even the return of Kyosuke Mikami, who has a lot of history with Hiromu, and I think is a match worthy of a Dominion or a Wrestle Kingdom in the future. I like it. I like your picks a lot, and I, I think they were well thought out, and I, th- I think the Chris Jericho thing rings a bell, absolutely, and I think that, uh, again, people mark this down. Uh, we're giving praise here to, uh, to Chris Jericho, so... Uh, you know, timestamp that and play that back when whatever you feel we're a little negative here. Uh, and again, the El Desperado, yeah, um, he could have easily gotten a, a pick of uh, a vote for me. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, I like the fact that there's a little diversity there, uh, and I think the votes are. I kind of told us aside from Ishi, you know, the votes are pretty close across the board here. So a, a lot of people uh, feeling that a lot of different varied uh, pro wrestlers. 
get some votes and get some love. So I like that idea. Good job by everyone on that one. Okay, so next category is the Junior of the Year Awards. And the winner is Hiromi Takahashi with 1,970 points, followed very closely wow. by Will Ospreay with 1,857. And they are miles ahead of everyone else. We've got Kushida with 378, Taiji Ishimori 374, El Desperado 246, and Marty Skull 197. So no surprise really that Hiromu and Will Ospreay ran away with this one. And there wasn't much difference between them. I, I, I'm I, I'm going to give you my first shocked. Not that I'm saying that Hiromo Takahashi did not have an outstanding first half of this year. Do you think it beats Osprey's entire year? Do you want me to go first with my picks? Oh, okay. Yeah, if you want to jump into the picks, yeah. All yeah. right. So, I, okay, I'll go ahead and then you can uh, give me your retort. So, third place, I got Taiji Ishimori because I thought he was a much needed shot in the arm for the junior division, which had got a bit stale. The same four guys feuding against each other. There was an awesome debut angle with Osprey. He had a great best of Super Juniors. He was a match of the year contender with Hiromu in the final. And he made the Bullet Club matches actually watchable off the back of a, a pretty horrible G1. And a really good junior tag team with Robbie Eagles. And I think he's often the best part of the Bullet Club multi-man tag matches. Now, second place, I have got Will Ospreay. Um, and I know, as I said before, it's funny calling him a junior now because he sure as shit doesn't look like one anymore. But he was the star of the division for the first half of the year. There was a Wrestle Kingdom four-way that was much better than I expected. The Hiromu match at New Beginning was great. The Okada match at the anniversary show. The Marty Skull match at Sacro Genesis was grotesque and brilliant in equal measure. He had a terrific match with Kushida at Dontaku. He had a great best of Super Juniors as well. He had another cracker with Hiromu at Dominion. Some excellent tag matches. Another really good match with Marty Skull. And a four-star special. Well, four-and-a-quarter star special with Taichi. Uh, although I think Taichi carried him in that match, to be honest. But... Uh, it seems oh. to me that New Japan have, have squeezed every last drop out of Master William as a junior. So if this is his goodbye to the division, it's been an outstanding year to do it. But my first place pick is Hiromu Takahashi. And it is my defense. So as with Osprey, we've got the Wrestle Kingdom four-way and the, the match at New Beginning against Osprey. And let's not forget the brilliant promos involving fried chicken. Uh, some quality tag matches with Bushi against Rabongi 3K and Desperado and Kanemaru. There was a very good singles match against Kanemaru at Hino Kuni. An outstanding best of the Super Juniors. He had bangers against Despi and Dragon Lee. He had a spectacular final against Ishimori. There was a title victory against Osprey at Dominion. The aforementioned Kizuna Road match with El Desperado. The CEO tag match with Naito against the Golden Lovers. I quite like that one. And um, then the fateful match at the G1 Special with Dragon Lee. So to me, I think that's a really spectacular list for only half a year. And aside from the matches, the reason I've got him first as well is because I felt like he really let loose with his manic personality, which was so much more rich and compelling than simply like bringing Daryl the cat with him. And some of the things that he did and said really resonated with people. And quotes like, I truly believe cats can save the world. And it's all too much for my simple mind. My life is a mess, things like that. I think people really connected with that. And there was one promo here where he just started screaming and ran off. So his, his beautiful artwork that he did as well, his stop motion videos, that book he made for Best of the Super Juniors, he just seemed to be universally adored. He was right on the cusp of becoming a megastar. So I hope he can come back to full strength because New Japan just isn't the same without him. I mean, I like the argument, right? I like, I like, and again, he, I, just let's just go through my votes here. Um, we're, we're on the same page when it came to number three, Ishimori for me as well. Uh, but I flip-flopped. Um, I went Hiromo number two, uh, and I went Osprey number one. And, and here was my thought. And, and, and I agree with everything that you said. 
I agree with everything that you said. Um, and it, and and here's the thing: it could very easily have flip flopped back, you know, to to where you sit. Here is the one thing that I struggled with. One again, the calendar year being what it is, right? It, it was hard for me to go half a year, but okay. Two, I, I there was consideration on my behalf of Will Osprey being in the mix of Wrestler of the Year. I actually had thoughts and and had to go back and forth in my mind to be like, okay, is he or isn't he? Now, the entire body of work wrestling all over the world, he is going to be in that conversation. I don't know if I could just filter out everything else and pop just the New Japan stuff to make him crack that top three for wrestler of the year. So, spoiler, he's not in that list. But he, over Hiromu, you know, is in that conversation. And that's why I had to put him number one. Because if I'm talking about him, even as a whisper about being in New Japan's wrestler of the year, I got to make him the best junior, right? I I, I have to if, if he's talking, if we're talking about wrestler of the year. So again, it wasn't by much. It was, and 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 I trust me. If I wake up tomorrow, I could be. You know what, Joe? You made a fucking excellent point. I love the way you sold this one because I'll, I'll flip flop. But I, I that that was the hardest part. I can't give Hiromu wrestler of the year or give him a slot or even consider giving him a slot um, over on, uh, over and above Will. I just can't, and and that's why I went Will. I think you bring up an important point there about the flip flopping because I have flip flopped tremendously over the past few weeks. I'm sure what I actually entered into the the voting is very different to what I'm saying today, and it's going to be different to <laughs> Maybe. what I put in for the Obakase Awards. So I'm just changing my mind all the time. I'll hear arguments from other people, and I think that's fine. I think it's okay to be uncertain about things and be open for doubt and nuance and things like that. So this is not set in stone. Like I'm not closing my ears to arguments that is going to swing me one way or the other. This is just how I felt this afternoon when I was writing it out. So there's a little caveat to go with that. Yeah, I, I, full disclaimer. I went with my votes, right? I went with what I put in, but um, I'm having internal dialogue with my, you know what I mean? Like as I talk this out, and even external, because everyone's listening to it. Um, yeah, it's it's you know I, I see things and I hear arguments. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's a good fucking point. But um, yeah, but that's that's where I, again today as I wake up and and what I casted. It was Osprey, Hiromo, Ishimori for those reasons. But again, I like the fact that it could. The fact that it could, it just means that it was a great year. You know, the fact that there's arguments to be made both ways is is tremendous. So, uh, good on the fans, good on the listeners, and good on us. So, uh, there, there's your junior of the year. Okay, so category four is tag team of the year, and the winners narrowly uh, winning this are the Golden Lovers with 1,095 points. The Young Bucks with 1,073, Evelyn Sonata with 937, Rapongi 3K with 927, Desperado and Kanemaru with 729, and Gorillas of Destiny right at the bottom with 261. So not that much in it between the top five, but um, top two neck and neck at the front there, Golden Lovers and the Young Bucks. Uh, I'm a little surprised, I'm not going to lie, that Golden Lovers won. Um, I don't, you know, I kind of, you know, if you, if you look at it objectively, they were in the pretty much the biggest, if, if one of the biggest, if not the biggest storyline of the year, right? Their uh, partnership and them getting together and them tagging and then, you know, 
the the match that they had with the Bucks. Um, I thought the feud and and the storyline, the, the culmination of that was very disappointing. But I guess you can't. Well, I guess you can to a certain degree. Had credit or lack of credit has to go around the horn for that, right? It's not you know where there's praise, there's got to be a little bit of finger wagging on that as well. Um, in ring, they're they're tremendous. Um, do they have the body of work though? I, I, I'm I'm a little bit surprised by this one, Joel. Okay, well I'll give you my picks. Uh, third place, I've gone with the Young Bucks. Two matches against Roppongi 3K were superb. I think people forget how good they are just because they happened so long ago. Um, there was a brilliant Golden Lovers match. The two bangers with Evil and Sonata. And a surprisingly good match against G.O.D. in September at Fighting Spirit Unleashed. But they do lose points for me for not doing the World Tag League. Now, like you, when I saw these results, I thought, Golden Lovers? What? Rubbish. And then I looked into it and I thought about it a bit more and I spoke to some people and I decided to put them as my second place pick. So hear me out. Um... Now, actually, the only thing that's holding them back from being first is the fact that they didn't have a proper crack at the tag title. So it does leave me wondering why this brilliant tag team don't go for the gold if they're so good. Like, who cares if Kenny's champion? Like, be a double champion. Fuck it. I, I need a reason for them to be tagging. Like, what's their goal together? But in terms of the quality of the matches, they had a slow start. Uh, their first match against uh, Cody and Marty on a rising it was fine. But since then, we had the Young Bucks match, a strong style evolved. Uh, the match against Cody and Hangman at Sacra Genesis was good. Uh, I said before, I really like the CEO match with Hiromu and Naito. There was a really good match at a Road to Destruction show against Ishii and Osprey. There was the Fighting Spirit Unleashed match against Okada and Ishii. That was great. And last night's match against Tanahashi and Osprey was brilliant. So the body of work is there. And each time they go out there, they are delivering four, four and a half stars, sometimes even five star matches. So... It seems to me that Golden Lovers are now a team that they can slide in whenever they want an exciting main event that doesn't really mean anything. So I hope they do more with them storyline-wise, maybe even a, a match against Okada or Tanahashi and uh, a crack at the tag titles. Because again, just the lack of being in the title picture is holding me back from putting them first. But so in first place, I did put Evil and Sonata. And I wish we saw more teams like this with two upper mid-carders put together to have something meaningful to do and elevate the tag division. Their Wrestle Kingdom match against Killer Elite Squad was really good. They had a very good match with Goto and Okada in February. The two matches against the Young Bucks were excellent. They had a really good World Tag League run with quality matches against uh, Steroid Tag, uh, Dangerous Techers, and Ishii and Yano. The final was a bit crap, but I wouldn't blame them for that. It was just far too long. So I'm giving them top spot for consistency and also for basically holding the heavyweight tag division together with all of these part-time teams coming and going. And it does hurt me not to include Desperado and Kanemaru and Rapongi 3K in this list because I do think they've done excellent work this year. But there were just too many three-way matches and the matches of those teams didn't quite hit the highs of the other three teams that I've mentioned. Okay. And fair enough because all, all that you listed... And all those matches that you went over with Golden Lovers, that's what helped me at least put them in the mix, right? Uh, it was, it was in my mind, I battled with great performances in the ring with really not having a, what felt like a resolution or even a, a where is this going kind of moment in 2018 and maybe that's continuing on in 2019 again that cork and hall match that they just had helps kind of connect some dots and, and further along in the, the progress as we move along here 
Um, it's kind of hard for me to put them outside of top three. I felt like they had to make it just again, just match quality alone, Joel. They they had to be in the mix. So they got my number three. Golden Lovers number three. Number two, I went with Kanemaru and 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 Despi. I'm glad that and you he, did. And here's why. I went uh, here's why. They were an anchor. They were a a rock. A solid uh uh, 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 portion of a New Japan card throughout the throughout the entire year. It felt like, like those those junior tag matches were at all at least good, right? And even when they weren't in defending titles or 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 or, or, or challenging for titles, they were involved in in you know six man matches and multi man matches. Like you know, I talked about the entire calendar year, how the, you know, and even into last year, how like the second match of the show when it was the junior t- t- Suzuki Goo, they were in that mix. It was them. They were helping anchor that. Uh, I, I like the stability of them. I, I, I liked. I thought they were one of the best heel tag teams in all of pro wrestling. I really thought they were that good. They got my number two pick. Number one, I went Young Bucks again. Uh, this is the first year in our awards that the Young Bucks had not won Tag Team of the Year. Uh, I, I think their first half of the year was pretty tremendous. Um even leading up into Strong Style Evolved tag match with Golden Lovers. I thought they had a strong, strong, strong first year. The second half of the year was disappointing again. We didn't see them in World Tag League, and I can understand why people you know, were hesitant to give them a top spot. I just think their body of work is always good, always consistent. They're always in the mix. Do I like the way the year ended? I really don't, and it, I had to give it to them. Um for for me anyway, uh, they got my top pick. So I went Bucks one, Kanemaru, Despi two, Golden Lovers three. Yeah, again, this is something that I will almost certainly flip flop on as the days go on. Uh, you make really good points about Kanemaru and Desperado, and again, I'm just very sad to leave out Rapongi three K. So not too much in it. I think it was very competitive between all of those teams that we mentioned, apart from God, who were quite some distance behind everyone else. So, uh, moving on to number three, which is our show of the year. And the winner was Dominion with 2,171 points. Wow. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12 got 1,571. The G1 final got 439. The B Block final, 265. Sakura Genesis, 240. Best of the Super Juniors, Night 13, 145. The A Block final, 68. New Beginning in Osaka, 66. And Wrestling Dontaku Day 2 got 57. So it was a two-horse race between Dominion and Wrestle Kingdom 12, but Dominion, comfortable winners there. Wow, first year. First time that's happened, right? So we've got back-to-back new winners with Tag Team of the Year and uh, Show of the Year. Uh, That is my exact order as well, Joel. I I did go Dominion, then Wrestle Kingdom, and then the G1 Final in that order uh, for for second and third. So um, that... You know, when we left Wrestle Kingdom last year, that was that was the talk of okay, it, 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 we don't really have that match of the year, do we? Walking out of Wrestle Kingdom as we would, you know, previous two, maybe even three years. So I thought everything was good, really good, uh, but nothing that was really knock your pants off, pants down stuff. So uh, 
Dominion, of course, you know, having that blow away uh, match that I'm sure will be in the mix for for match of the year. Um, wow, that's that's pretty historic. First time ever for these awards that Wrestle Kingdom gets the second place vote. But uh, I agree with the way the fans voted and our listeners voted. Dominion, Wrestle Kingdom, G1 final. All right, I've been a bit naughty here. My third place pick wasn't actually included on the voting ballot, but I'm going with G1 Night 14. So that had Sonata versus mm. Yano, with Yano getting stuck in the Paradise Lock and calling for help from Rocky, where he's going, Rocky, Rocky! And then Rocky also getting trapped in the Paradise Lock and asking for them to get Milano. Uh, we had Goto against Tamatonga. That was a DQ disaster. But then we got Zack Sabre Jr. tapping out Juice Robinson with a cremation lily in a really good match. Then Ishii versus Omega in a five-star masterpiece. And then Ibushi and Naito tried to kill each other. Uh, so shame on Twitter for not suggesting this show because it was absolutely brilliant and uh, shame on me for forgetting it too uh, second place I've actually gone for Dominion because the first half of the show was what made me put this second rather than first because tag matches the never three way they were all fine there was nothing bad about them but they weren't very memorable second half though where you had Bucks against Evil and Sonata, Hiromu against Osprey, Jericho against Naito, Omega against Okada. I mean, what more can you say about that? And of course, I was there live at Osaka Joe Hall. I had one of the best nights of my life, but picking between this and Wrestle Kingdom is really splitting hairs to me. And I've put Wrestle Kingdom 12 in top spot. I'm going to use Meltzer Star Ratings as the benchmark here. So we open up with uh, Young Bucks against Roppongi 3K. That's four stars. Now, I love the Never Six Man Gauntlets. Ibushi dragged Cody kicking and screaming to a four and a quarter star match. Evil and Sonata against Killer Elite Squad. That was four stars. Hair versus hair death match between Goto and Suzuki. That was four and a half. Probably in my top five matches of the year. Four and three quarters for the junior four-way. Three and three quarters for Tanahashi versus White. Five stars for Jericho Omega. And four and a half for Okada against Naito. So across the board, this show was unbelievably good. Uh, Dominion certainly peaked higher but there were no bad matches at Wrestle Kingdom like from the moment I sat down in the Tokyo Dome five and a half hours later until the moment that I left I was absolutely enthralled Um, maybe it was because it was my first Wrestle Kingdom or the first wrestling show I've been to in about four years but this just felt more special than Dominion and I want to say how privileged I feel, Damon, to be able to have been there live for both shows and I just remember queuing up outside the Dome um, buzzing on some strong zeros, seeing everyone in their shirts and costumes, and just I, I physically I couldn't stop smiling because I was so excited. I was about to go and watch Wrestle Kingdom live, and I mean, just thinking about it now, I've got goosebumps. So, listeners, if you love New Japan, I urge you save up the pennies if need be, get yourself to Wrestle Kingdom one year because there's simply nothing like it. And Arsenal have equalised. It's two yeah. two. Yeah, look at that. See, all right. Uh, look, I can't agree with you more. Um, it's it's. Wrestle Kingdom is one of those, yeah, especially for us, right? Uh, uh, a young kid out of England moving the the, the to uh, across the world, right? Falling in love with pro wrestling again. Uh, myself being, you know, that lifelong fan, seeing the being in the dome, the historic dome. Uh, the fans outside is just one of the most, you know, so much fun. Everybody's having a great time. Everybody's enjoying themselves. Uh, and then, yeah, you watch some of the best pro wrestling of the year. So I get that. I absolutely get that. And again, I was there. I was there for 12. So uh, that that second half of Dominion just, you know, I, I, I'm watching it in, at my friend's house in Baltimore. And I, was, I, I didn't know what to say. You know, I didn't know how they could top it. Uh, and they did. And 
yeah, I mean, again, I'm just trying to be as as I'm, I'm trying to take all the greatness out of what Wrestle Kingdom is and the trip and and uh, the the happiness that that and just taking it for what the card is and and trying to go back and forth. I, I to me, and again, I could wake up tomorrow and change my mind, but Dominion to me just edges that out a little bit. But split and splitting hairs. Um, the vote was uh, not as close as I thought it would be, but. Uh, I, I see the arguments back and forth, so no doubt about that. All right, there you go. There's your uh, show of the year. What are we on to? We're, uh, match of the year next? Oh, boy, here we go. Here we go. So uh, number two, match of the year. Um, this one wasn't even close. Runaway winner is Okada against Omega at Dominion with 1,852 points. Then we got Tanahashi versus Ibushi, the G1 final with 659. Hiromu against Ishimori, the best of Super Juniors final, 404. Uh, Ibushi versus Ishii, G1 day 10, 369. Ishii versus Omega, G1 day 14, 337. Golden Lovers versus Young Bucks with Strong Style Evolved, 210. I'm not going to list all the others, but those are the top six. So uh, no surprise really that Okada against Omega was um, such a dominant winner there. I'm just going over this list. Seeing what's on there and what a year, Damon! What an incredible year for yeah, not just New Japan but for pro wrestling. I mean, this is just staggering stuff. How the, the just the quantity of outstanding matches we had. It really is amazing, and and just the the amount of votes that people you know took the time to 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 kind of uh, you know Tanahashi and Okada from G One, Omega and Naito from Day Two G One. Um, you know, Ibushi Naito day fourteen. Um, uh, even even Jay White and Juice from the G One special got a couple votes in there. Um, look, it's it's a long list. Top three are 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 just some of the best matches ever. Dare I say? Again, Hiromo and Ishimura in, uh, on the best of the Super Junior final coming in third. Tanahashi Ibushi G One final coming in second, and of course Dominion's Okada and Omega. That you know, many people have said it's the greatest match they've ever watched. So and and who am I to argue? So, for me, when we talk about match of the year in a list that's that is long and length, lengthy, uh, here's here's where I went. I went number three. I went with Tanahashi and Ibushi from the G1 final. That was my number three. Uh, my number two was uh, Omega Ishi, G1 Night 14. I thought that match was one of the just amazing, uh, and had me jumping out of my seat. And I think lots of people too. Uh, and of course, number one, I went with a three fall Omega uh, Okada match that, again, personally, I think is one of the greatest matches I've ever watched live or excuse me, ever watched, period. I uh, did not watch it live. Uh, it was, uh, again, a three fall match, the pace that they went at, um, you know, growing up. You would hear two out of three fall matches, and you kind of would rolled your eyes because you knew first two, you know, the first two portions of that were going to be shit. It's going to be boring. They're going to be grabbing rest holds. And again, the length of time that they went um, and at the pace that they went was was almost superhuman. Um, and, and again, one, the, if, if not the greatest, one of the greatest matches I've ever watched live. So um, I think it's fair that they got the number one vote and it's a rightful deserving honor of match of the year. Number three, I've gone for Omega against Okada at Dominion. Might have been number one if Kenny hadn't acted like such a buffoon, basically, from pinning Okada onwards. But either way, putting that to one side, this was a spectacular match. It was the culmination of an 18-month story. Uh, tons of callbacks, story beats, 
I was sitting there in Osaka Joe Hall in my Kenny Omega t-shirt, cheering, having a lovely time. So I'm going to hold on to that nice memory and not let all the other crap that came afterwards taint that moment because it was a, a, an incredible match, an amazing performance. Second place, I got Hiromu versus Ishimori in the Best of Super Juniors final, which was very nearly number one. This just For me, it's a perfect match. It was 35-odd minutes of wild entertainment, red-hot crackle and crowd. Best match of Hiromu's career so far. Some crazy, crazy bumps. There was a shotgun drop kick in the aisle. Ishimori throwing Hiromu down the stairs. Uh, Ishimori reversing the D triangle choke. Everything built off the tournament matches really nicely. And I, I was jumping off my side. Hiromu won. I was just so emotionally invested in the idea of him winning because I wanted to see him win that belt at Dominion because I already had my tickets then. So it was not just a great junior match, but a great match overall. And my first place match is Ibushi against Tanahashi in the G1 final. Um... You know, I'm tempted to just read the review that I wrote for Voices of Wrestling instead of giving my half-baked thoughts on this. Um, Go. Yeah? All right, I'm going to do it. So after Tanahashi lost his IWGP title match to Okada at Dontaku on May the 4th, he insisted that he hadn't given up and he would return against Stronger. I was sceptical, but here we are. Hiroshi Tanahashi looks set to main event Wrestle Kingdom 13. His output so far in 2018 started with a somewhat disappointing win over Jay White, followed by a terrific match against Minoru Suzuki, a great New Japan Cup run, the outstanding aforementioned title match against Okada, and a very good G1 run that included yet another stunning time limit draw against Okada. But there are still people scornful over his potential inclusion in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom 13, doubtful that he can produce the kind of match they want on such a grand stage. They're wrong. This match was spectacular and even delivered beyond my lofty expectations. The timing, precision and athleticism were breathtaking. An added layer of drama was provided by the surprise presence of Katsuyori Shibata in the corner of Tanahashi and Kenny Omega for Ibushi. Tanahashi out-wrestled Ibushi in the first half of the match. Ibushi used his trickery to subvert the Tanahashi playbook and work a foothold back into the match. Then the contest clicked into the high gears when Tanahashi slapped Ibushi, the same slap that broke Okada. This slap did not break Ibushi. It flicked that switch that turns him into murder Kota, and the rest of the match escalated into sheer violence. Ibushi's G1 run was forged in the hellfires of B-Block, in vicious fights with the likes of Ishii, Goto, and his own lover, Omega. Ibushi brought all of that violence to Tanahashi, who was caught off guard by the sheer brutality of his opponent's offence. He even threw in a bomaye for good measure, a move that had defeated both men in days gone by. It looked like the ace had finally been overwhelmed after a series of sadistic and ugly moves that left me worried for their safety. However, Hiroshi Tanahashi is the ace for a reason. He was able to channel the fighting spirit that made him a multi-time G1 winner, Wrestle Kingdom main eventer and IWGP heavyweight champion, and fired back with a final rally of his classic moves. Ibushi had nothing left. The last ounce of fight was pounded out of him with the first high fly flow. He was a dead man walking when he ate the second. The third was simply the nail in the coffin. After the match, Tanahashi celebrated with his friend Shibata, and only the hardest of hearts could fail to find joy in such a moment. A truly outstanding match, more than worthy of such a grand stage, and proof that 41-year-old Hiroshi Tanahashi is still capable of delivering the kind of matches that deserve to headline the biggest shows. Make no mistake, Kenny Omega vs. Hiroshi Tanahashi will be everything you want from a Wrestle Kingdom main event and more. Naito fans and Ibushi fans may wail and gnash their teeth at the injustice of it all, but just watch this match and listen. The Japanese fans still adore Tanahashi and are thrilled at the prospect of him having one more crack at the gold. This may not be the Wrestle Kingdom main event that you wanted, but the fans will come in their droves and the match will deliver. Tetsuya Naito will get his chance, Kota Ibushi will get his chance, but Wrestle Kingdom 13 belongs to Hiroshi Tanahashi, the fading ace, and his one last roll of the dice. Dan, hit the music. We're done.
<laughs> right? How do you fucking top that? Right? Huh? Who's not fu- who's who's not pumped up over this? Right? Who's not antsy and just tapping on their steering wheel right now, just waiting and counting the days until Wrestle Kingdom, right? That's good stuff, Joel. That's good stuff. Now, I don't want to hear anybody ever complain to us or bitch and moan to us that we're not fans, right? Or or, or we're not, because guess what? That is what it is all about. Love it. Excellent job there. Great. Uh, I, look, I, I I see it. I hear it. I hear the passion. I I hear the I hear it, and and it got my number three right. It got my number three. Uh, I I just Kenny and 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 Okada they did what you described for over an hour, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I mean? And that that's that's really the difference. They it feels like they did that. For and 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 again the, the the culmination of Kenny finally finally getting that title and getting that big win and 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 crossing that line and and, and becoming the star, um, yeah. I mean, listen, we could go back and forth. What what you wrote and what you read is exactly how I felt for that match, um, and then some for for Kenny and 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 uh, and uh, Okada. So. Uh, listen, I, I love the fact that there's the diversity of matches that were voted upon, but uh, I can't argue with the winner. So great job by everyone there. Okay, we've got the big one now, wrestler of the year. And you, the listeners of the Super J cast, have voted your wrestler of the year for 2018, Kenny Omega, with 1,162 vote, uh, points. Kota Ibushi in second place, 728, followed very closely by Hiroshi Tanahashi with 720 Tomohiro Ishii, 636. Zack Sabre Jr., 495. Kazuchika Okada, 489. Will Ospreay, 291. Hiromu Takahashi, 261. Jay White, 104. Tetsuya Naito, 80. And Minoru Suzuki, 56. So again, very, very clear dominant win from Kenny Omega there. And not surprised at all. Not surprised at all. And uh, as I say that, not surprised at all, because I knew he would get votes uh, and again, not surprising, but I thought it would be a smidge closer, a smidge closer. Look, Kenny Omega in the ring absolutely deserves this award. He had an outstanding in-ring year. Uh, you can't take that away from the guy. If you want to, if you want to, you know, finger wave and 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 kind of on on some of the outside stuff. And again, it's not. It's not for everybody. There are people that question us and like, what the fuck are you guys talking about with the outsiders? It, it, again, it's it's really kind of like what you prefer, right? Um, and how you see your champion and all that stuff. So a lot of lot of little intangible things that go into that. But in ring, I I find it hard pressed to 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 find someone consistent and he, this was his year. This this was his year from the dome, uh, Dominion, uh, strong style evolved, um, and and again even even though he didn't have to, we talked about it that Cork and Hall show right, it, uh, tag matches with Ibushi, his G one, right there the, it's you can go down the list he he does listen I know there 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 are fans that are passionate about Kenny Omega obviously. They 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 voted for him as their favorite overall, right? And there are people that are just as equally as passionate about 
Ugh, I don't know about this, right? Um, I've always said that Kenny Omega is one of the top three pro wrestlers in the world. Um, uh, in the ring, he is one of my favorites, and he is well-deserving of this award. No, no doubt in my mind. Um, it's funny because even as I say that, though, boy, did, boy, this was a struggle for me. Like, this, this, like, I had people going in and out of my list for wrestler of the year. And again, you can only vote three. So I was really going in and out with different people and in different orders and different combinations of these three. All these names were in that mix somewhere, it felt like to me. Every, you know, I, I, I can make an argument for just about everybody in the list that, 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 that at least got votes from our listeners. For me, my wrestler of the year, I went with Tanahashi third. Tanahashi third, right? Um, I, I just feel like a guy that didn't have to be great was great this year and consistent and and delivered in big ways and big spots when, truth be told, it felt like in our minds and in our hearts, he didn't have to, but he did. My second place, I'm going to read off a couple of names here and a couple of events. Versus Zack Sabre Jr., Day 3, New Japan Cup. Versus Goto, G1, Day 12. Sonata, J- G1. Ishii, G1. Naito, G1. Strong Style Evolved, Tag Match. G1, D- Day 18, G1 Final. It's Kota Obushi. Kota Obushi had one of the most outstanding in-ring years of any pro wrestler. Any think of th- th- again? I just rattled off those matches that that were g- not good, not good. Great. He's had a great year, an outstanding year, a world class year. He got my number two. I also voted for Kenny Omega number one. You can't have the body of work that he had in ring and have all these matches with people that I truly respect saying the same thing. Some of the greatest matches I've ever seen in my entire life, right? People have been watching this nonsense for years, years. They had the videotape library to prove it. They had the ticket stubs to prove it. They had the receipts on their credit card for the plane trips to prove it. Some of the best pro wrestling they've ever seen in their lives. Again, with, with Kenny Omega, you're going to get what people might think is the good, and what might, some people might think is the That's Kenny Omega. That's what you get. But I'll take some of the stuff that I might eye roll. I'll take that if I can get the in-ring that he delivers consistently. 2018, Kenny Omega is my wrestler of the year. And also, I want to chip in about Kenny. He's our our listeners' tag team wrestler of the year as well. So what an achievement that is to not only be uh, have the best match and be the best wrestler, but also be the best tag team as well. That's that's an incredible resume. That is that's something to think about. That that is pretty amazing. And it, and, and and your number two, they pick won as well. by a decent margin. Your number two pick, yeah, number one yeah. pick, the best At, tag team, and match of the year, and match of the year. I can't argue with any of that. I mean, Kenny's had a terrific year. So uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I, he, he's not in my top three, and I haven't excluded him because of all the shenanigans that I mentioned earlier. There were just three other people whose work I enjoyed 
slightly more than him and it was really really tough for me to pick but third place I've gone for Hiromu for all the reasons I've mentioned above I think he had half a year better than most people's entire years which still holds up as one of the best in spite of his injury and also again I I felt an emotional connection with him so I just really enjoyed his output this year number two like you I've got Kota Ibushi I've gone into the terrific tag matches he had before but the singles matches like you said he gave Cody the best match he'll probably ever have in his career. He had a belter with Yoshihashi in the New Japan Cup, uh, an equally good match in the next round against Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, a four-star rematch with Cody. Um, and I know this one's not New Japan, but his Super Card of Honor match with Hangman Page was great as well. His entire G1 was brilliant. The highlights being the Ishii match, Naito and Omega. But the Zack Sabre Jr. match, the Juice match, Sonata Goto matches were damn good matches too. He even gave Tamatonga his best match of the G1. And I've already spoken about how amazing the G1 final was. That's my match of the year. Um, he was the least bad part of that three-way at King of Pro Wrestling. I'll say that in his defense. Like, like you said, truly outstanding year for Kota Ibushi. Um, my number one pick is Hiroshi Tanahashi. Now, as a newer fan, I've always watched Tanahashi with a sense of wistfulness. Like, I feel like I missed out on the era of him at his peak as the ace of the company. And after that Dontaku match where he lost to Okada, I really thought he was done. I thought he was going to fade into dad territory. So I'm so excited, David, to have him making his well-deserved resurgence because, my God, he's still got it. And this is the biggest story of 2018. The Jay White match, admittedly, wasn't great, but since then, four and a half stars with Suzuki at New Beginning, where he made Suzuki look like an absolute murderer. He had a terrific New Japan Cup run with matches that started off good and got better and better uh, against not the greatest opponents. So he started off, he had Taichi, Bad Luck Farley, Juice Robinson, and Zack Sabre Jr. And those matches just improved. They started off good, they got better. He made a star out of Zack Sabre Jr. in the final. Uh, most people have forgotten that cracking tag match that he had with Kushida against Okada and Osprey at Dontaku Night 1. The Dontaku title loss to Okada is in my top five. I love that match so much that I wrote an, an entire article about it. That was storytelling at its finest. His G1 opener against Suzuki was a, a wild 14-minute sprint that I absolutely loved. Um, he had a much better second match against Jay White. He dragged Farley to another good match. He had decent matches against Hangman and Makabe. He had a really good match, sneaking a win against Yoshihashi. Two four-star bouts with Evil and Elgin. Five-star 30-minute draw against Okada. Match of the year versus Ibushi in the final. Five stars against Okada at Distraction. Four and a half for the third Jay White match at King of Pro Wrestling. So... Those three matches got better each time. And then last night's awesome tag match to put the cherry on the cake, which is a phenomenal year. Absolutely phenomenal. You put Tanahashi in the big spot and he delivers every single time. There's nobody else like him on the planet. I urge you, listeners, cherish him. Enjoy every second of him because he will go down in history as one of the very best professional wrestlers of all time. Well said. I mean, look, that, 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 yeah. That our top three, you know, you could, you know, they're going to be Hall of Famers, right? Every one of them, Hall of Famers, without question. First ballot Hall of Famers, not even, not even, not even considerate. I mean, Tanahashi, it's it, it, you know, Omega. I, I think definitely Abushi. I think definitely. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, amazing time to be a fan of this, of this product. So uh, I, I think 2018 will go down as a low key, you know, when people look back on it, a low key greatest year. Um, 
and, and it shouldn't be. I think it should be more praised. I think 2018 was a spectacular year. Um, and and I don't think it's getting the, the props that it deserves. So outstanding job by everyone. Out, and again, I, I, I said this a million times. These are your votes, right? This is your, your voice. You've made it heard. Um, uh, and I'm very proud of each and every one of you guys who and, and who took the time and the effort to uh, vote and to think and to map out of what you enjoyed, right? Uh, no matter where your fandom lies, uh, you're a fan of this product, and so are we. And we're very passionate about it, and so are you, because you wouldn't be listening to this right now if you weren't. So uh, as, a, as a year-end award, thank you, everybody, for – Let's be honest here. For making this year a, a, a trans, you know what was a transition year for me, right? Uh, and and this show and what it's evolved into. And I couldn't be more proud, right, to have as many people vote and many people take the time and and share their fandom with us. And we hope we we do the same thing for you. And we hope to continue doing that throughout the year. So thank you again from the bottom of my heart for participating. You did a good job. Uh, each and every one of you, every guy, every gal, every every child, every adult, every person, everyone. So thank you again. You did a great job. And there you go. There are our awards for 2018. Here, here. Um, I just got a bit terrified because Southampton thought they scored, but it's been flagged for offsides. Uh, a little bit of shit just came out. So... Uh, We've got 15 minutes left, Damon. Uh, it's on a nice edge. Still still <laughs> locked at 2-2, and I feel there's another goal in this one. So uh, let's uh, dip into the questions uh, while we wait for this game to play out. So um, Discord Fire questions. Uh, Dr. Poodle Papa says, do you think we'll be seeing any returning Lions on excursion at New Year's Dash? And will the Great Okan gimmick come to Japan? Uh, I don't think the Great Okan gimmick will come to Japan. I think he'll ditch that. As far as returning Lions... I guess there's a chance we see Kawato coming back um, or maybe even Kitamura making an appearance. Um, what do you think? I don't know. I don't know how um, CMLL announces cards or, or if they're, you know, diligent in announcing lineups this far out. Uh, but I guess your best bet would be take a look at the lineup sheets for, for them and because and, Kawato would be the, the, the one that I would kind of fit, like – point at and be okay that might be the one i don't think we will but um that would be the one that i would say more likely i don't think we'll see uh the what was it the great oh i hate that gimmick so much but the stupid question mark i hate it i really do i don't like it at all uh, i i hope it does not come back it stinks Okay, uh, Nicole, who does such a great job on our Discord. Let me plug it again. Such an awesome place. If you, like me, uh, are someone who doesn't have any New Japan watching friends to chat about, please join. Uh, there are no gatekeepers there. Everyone's really friendly. And I love going on there. If I'm watching a show, I'll go on there and chat pretty much every day. And there's some really cool people on there. So Nicole asks, both nights of the road to Tokyo Dome during the main events, Chris Charlton was reminding everyone of the end of an era in Japan as the emperor is about to abdicate and the relevance to New Japan and Tanahashi. Thoughts on the idea that this commentary is setting up an Omega win at Wrestle Kingdom, signifying a similar shift and Tanahashi formally beginning the slow descent to New Japan dad status. Um, I don't know if this, the result of the Wrestle Kingdom main event is something that they would share with the commentators. I really can't see that. Oh, we nearly scored! Um, but I, I still I still think Tanahashi's going to win, maybe in hope more than expectation. 
location. So um, there could be something to that. What do you think about the the fact that is it the the Heisei era? Oh my God, Scampi is in his litter tray and he's having like the noisiest shit of all time. He's he's been burying it. For the last 30 seconds, you can probably hear it. I mean, I apologize, this is, this is probably the worst audio quality I've done since the Snap, Crackle and Pop episode in Osaka because uh, we've had Scampi screaming, having a shit. We've had Mally cooking and shelling peanuts and coughing and blowing her nose. <laughs> it's just been a disaster down my end. So, uh, yeah, hands up. I'll, I'll you know, take an L on that one. Uh, but, yeah, what would you say to this idea about the, the change of Emperor and possible implications for Tanahashi and the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. I, I think if anything, it, it might be just the opposite, right? You're kind of setting people up to have that big win. So uh, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think Kevin Kelly knows. I don't think Chris Charlton knows. I don't think uh, anyone really knows, um, but uh, I, I like the, I like the historical uh, nod there to give us a little taste of what's going on in, in the country of Japan uh, for people who might be unaware. So, uh, no, but I don't think it has any any factor with when it comes to uh, the Wrestle Kingdom main event. Okay, Mike Mixelplix has written a dissertation here. Uh, on day one of the Road to Tokyo Dome Tour, Kevin Kelly mentioned on commentary the idea of Osprey becoming never champion at Wrestle Kingdom, wrestling in the best of super juniors, and just a few months later, wrestling in the G1. What would you put on the odds that we see a junior enter the G1 this year because they're holding the never openweight title, thus completing the Mixelplix never openweight master plan also, do you think it should be Kushida that gets into the G1 instead, winning the title off of Osprey at Dominion? Uh, looking forward to that solo victory lap, assuming this all pans out. Um, I can't see it being Kushida. I just, personally, I just think he's too small. And if he did go in the G1, what's his record going to be? Which guys is he going to beat? Like, is he going to, probably going to end up like, I don't know, three and six or something. And I don't know if that's something that particularly excites me. I think Osprey... I would say he's a lock for being in the G1 next year. So he would be the person to do that. And again, I, I don't know if he would be in best of super juniors. I would see him winning the Neville Openweight title as him making that official transition to heavyweight. Um, what do you reckon? Yeah, I agree with that. I don't I don't see Will as a junior anymore. Um, I think him, you know, if he does win the title uh, at Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom, uh, that's, that's his coronation. That that that's where he goes to the big boy table. So no, uh, if he and I do think he's a lock for G one too. So I think you definitely will see Will in G one. So uh, to answer the question, no, it won't be a junior, but it will be Will. He won't be a junior, uh, and he'll be in G one. Right, I'm going to read this out just for the wackiness of it. Do you think there's money in putting Jeff Cobb back in the boiler suit and mask from Lucha Underground, calling him Bullet Heads, the Bullet or Bullet Monster, and giving him the bad luck file spot in Bullet Club? A work rate ace would really help get this version of Bullet Club over with me. A Jay White could just point him at shit he wanted destroyed and cackle like a prick. Sounds like gold to me. And you think Bullet Monster or whatever shirts in the proper Bullet Club style would have to outsell Jeff Cobb shirts, right? Uh, <laughs> the idea amuses me, but I think Jeff Cobb is a guy who... If Ring of Honor have got any sense, they would be strapping the rocket to and building their entire promotion around him. So I can't see him figuring much into New Japan and certainly not rehashing the old Matanza Cueto gimmick. Yeah, um, I, I got to take a break. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm pouring gasoline over myself and lighting myself on fire at that thought. Thank you. Good night, everyone. <laughs> no, please, let, let's, let's not do this. I don't like that idea at all. I'm sorry. Please, don't. let's not do that. All right. Uh, Tyler says, do you like 
Excalibur on commentary. Personally, I thought he was excellent and I hope he comes back. Uh, Excalibur, I thought he was really, really good, but I think him and Kevin Kelly were sort of stepping on each other's toes a bit. They were both trying to do play-by-play. But I did like Excalibur, but I just think maybe uh, Dynamics still need to work themselves out if he and Kevin Kelly are going to do it together. Yeah, I I, I thought he was fine. Um, You're right, though. It it did feel like... But here's the thing, though. Kevin did take a back seat, and he didn't have to. Let's be truthful. But it did feel like he would take a back seat and let Excalibur run a little bit and then kind of get back into the mix. But yeah, to me, it felt like at times you had two play-by-play guys, and you need one, and the other person adds color to that person's play-by-play. Right. So, uh, but I thought he was fine. Um, you know, I listen again. I we talked about it before, but uh, A team should be Kevin, Chris, and and Don, and B team should be uh, Mavs. And, and and if you want to put Excalibur in there, great. And a Rocky Romero, that'd be fine as well. So uh, I'd be okay with that. Uh, we know Osprey spent months selling the neck after the botched Spanish Fly WrestleMania weekend with this 